Bruce again. To the goal square. I think it's gone over the top. It has. Incredible goal to cap an incredible day from Darcy Parrish. 2021 is done. It's in the books. Premierships haven't been won just yet. But for the Dons, it's over. A season that we didn't see coming, truth be told. A season in which Darcy Parrish became one of the elite midfielders in the competition. Only fitting to open with that audio. Nathan. I agree, Sam. We're back. For our wrap of 2021. 2021. What are you? It's done. Um, Bear with us on this one. It's going to be... Long. It might be long. Uh, We don't know yet. If you're on the toilet right now listening... Yeah, if you're on the toilet... You you may... uh, Piles could be an option in a few more years' time because this is going to be long. This is long. If you have a commute... Close the door. Don't let the kids in because God knows they come in no matter what. Commute to work. Perfect. Lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> wishful thinking um, you know just just bear with us it will be a long one the sort You're of the, the agenda to this about looking to go to sleep our voices are the on. ones to go to sleep no you've you made a mistake critical, critical error there mistake. Um, a bit of an agenda not to not to steal from AFL 360 there but a bit of an agenda we'll, we'll do a very what we hope to be a brief wrap of the season just the games and a bit of highs and lows sort of stuff. And then we'll go through, and the intention here is to go through player by player that played an AFL game, have a chat about them, rate them. Um, myself and Nath both have rated them individually and we don't know each other's scores. Exciting. Bound to cool. some tension. If not, we're just going to look like dorks. We're all the same. All that. But I think when you're sitting here recording a footy podcast, we're probably dorks anyway. Um, mm. Lovable dogs, I hope. All right, let's crack on. So, the season itself, highs and lows, didn't start great, did it? Hawthorne. Um, no, Crushing, Nathan's really? just taking a big swig of his... Sorry, you know, I'll see you. You normally do all the me, talking. I don't get a word in at the start. So, no, yeah, crushing at so the start to, 40... to lose to a team that ended up being um, in the bottom four. After a 40-something point lead. Um, We were actually looking before, and obviously we will talk about the players as we go on, but uh, Harry Jones kicked three points in that game. For the rest of the season, he kicked 20 goals, three. Awesome. So, um, review his score. What a kick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't get much better week two. We had Port Adelaide. Um, I think we pretty much expected to get a bit of a bit of a whooping there, but what we didn't probably expect was a lot of injuries out of that game. Uh, we lost oh. some key players for a long time in Shield, Draper, Caldwell. Yep, we um, didn't really see anything of Caldwell. In the, like game in a bit. Oh, no, a bit cocaine there. To get to the, <laughs> an hour and a half. Cocaine's going to be good. Uh, um, did you hear that? Could you? I could. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. To the people listening, if you did hear that, I did try and mute myself before I did that. <laughs> I've been having some problems with my mute options at the moment. 
Apologies. Next game. Next game, we thrashed the Saints. What a comeback! We lost uh, by a... fifty-four points to the to the Power, and then a uh, seventy-five point win against. What the a turnaround! Um, like, massive that was turnaround. great fun. That was my first game for about eighteen months that I'd been to. Mm. Missed the Hawthorne game, and I thought we'd probably lose. You know, we again we weren't expecting to to do what we did this year, and. Mm-hmm. We smashed them, and I had I rated St Kilda highly at the start of the year. They finished sixth last year and looked okay. So yeah, that was a. I mean, that was a ripper. Hooksy kicked five, Stringer four. Big score, one hundred and forty-three. Mm. Um, we kicked twenty-two goals, so a real ripper. Then uh, Swans, who were also flying at that point in time, I believe they just come off beating Richmond. They had because I went to the. I actually went to that game, the Sydney and Richmond game before our game against the Saints. Um, white hot form they were in. Obviously, we weren't in too bad a form ourselves, and we lost by the three points. And that's that game where that inspirational or the that speech from Heppel mm. came from. Yep, which really set a tone. It did. I agree. I thought the, it was uh, a great speech, and it and it. <clears throat> It said a lot about the group, I think, that we hadn't seen for a while, that 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 moment. I think we saw something there and we thought, ooh, ooh, hang on. And That's... you know what it said as well to me? Mm-hmm. There was a problem. Bing, bing. There was a problem Good last point. year. There was a problem mm-hmm. whether that was with Wusha, the players' attitudes, I'm sure in that scenario where your coach isn't performing, that the players' attitudes themselves could or be connecting. questionable. Um, but... Yeah, that speech. Good point. And the, the bit that rings out, or stands out now, because I haven't watched it for a little while, I think he said something on the lines of, like, that beats 97% of teams. Yeah. So, we are, hey, we're good enough to win some games of football here. Yep. And then the week after, we got touched up by Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, and that was a really disappointing one, because in the wet, you expect a bit of a closer it was a horrible, game. Horrible game. Horrible like game. It was... I It was one of the very few I turned off. Yeah, agree. I turned it off this year and just went, nah, for my mental health, I'm going to just let that one go. She's never looked in it. No. And And we can't, we know we can't play in the wet. And in Queensland, wet is another level of wet. Yes. And it was torrential. um, Mm. I mean, credit to Brisbane managing 15 goals and they train in that seven scoring shots for the game. Then, uh, yeah, a bit of a low light for us there. Then Anzac Day, we flowed into Anzac boom. Day. Uh, at the time, Surprise we didn't really win. think Collingwood were bad, I guess. Mm. Um, it wasn't one, certainly. I was pretty nervous there. going into this game. Yeah. I know a lot of Collingwood people, and I was like, God, this is... After you the always Brisbane, want to be Collingwood. Yeah, after the Brisbane game and, you know, still unsure about everything, you were like, oh, God, where are we at? But no, great win. Great win. Um, big big few, games from Tipper. Probably Waller's best game there with five. Uh, Stringer bobbed up with a couple in the yep. last quarter. Uh, that footage, that that sound we heard at the start there, Parrish kicking a goal, obviously his first best on medal for the season and not his last. And that's where he broke the record for most possessions, 43. 43, was it? Yep. Oh, maybe 40. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Could be right I, there. 43. 43-44, yeah. Like that. And that Essendon players we've looked don't get forty touches in a game. It's a very no, rare feat no, until no, this year no, where no, Dars has done it a number of times. When Jason Johnson did it. That blew my mind. That anyway. <laughs> um Sam's not old enough to know how good Jason Johnson was. Just to those for those listeners out there. JJ, he I was, remember watching him he play. Was handy. I remember watching him play, but it probably was, was towards the end of his career. his career, yeah. I really got into football about two thousand and nine, ten. 
Yeah, that, that, was, that was my first year. My first year as member was 2010, I think. Yep. 2009, whatever. Moving and on. Then, on. then the Blues. Freaking lost the freaking Carlton. Now, this one in hindsight. At the time, I wasn't too bothered because, let's be honest, Carlton should oh. have been ahead of us and you kind of go, Again, though, right. I know a lot of Carlton people. Yes, we know a lot of Carlton people, especially at work where they're not... I Look, I'm not going to name names, obviously, and it won't, not names won't mean anything to you guys anyway. There is one in particular at work who at round two, maybe even round one, made a point of telling me that Carlton were in the eight and we weren't. Now, I don't know about you and early crows, but round one or round two is not the time to be gloating about being in the finals. As it was, we finished mm. above them. My passion for finishing above them came entirely from that moment. Yep. Um, but as it was, we did lose to them in a pretty shocking game, actually. That wasn't one of our cleanest, best games of footy, that one. But... No, but we played the Giants next week, who, again, were about even with us. They were a bit up and down. They were very played, inconsistent. Yeah, played some good footy and went on to, what, go a week further than us in the final. So, And didn't disgrace themselves either. No, no, and did and... it with a lot of guys out. Yeah, yeah well. exactly. I would rate as a good team. Yep. So, so two-point two loss, point there, loss there and respectable. We were, I think, three times we scored 100 and lost and we're the only three times to score 100 and lose in yep. a whole season by any club. And um, if you look at that bracket, just to stop you there, Sam, just to look at that bracket between Sydney, Brisbane, Collingwood, who were ordinary, and Carlton and Giants and the Dockers the week after, they were all pretty close games for teams that you would argue were around us or above us, you know, mm-hmm. so... Well, I was about to say that. Then came the obligatory boring game we seem to have yeah. against Fremantle every yeah. year. Yep. Scraped home by seven points, 61 to 68. Not at all yep. entertaining game of football, that one. Nope. Then came, we going through? Yep. for me, one of the more important games of the season heading into that one. Here oh, we are, yeah. a team we were very nervous about this one. known to not perform well against lesser teams. And we beat them by 72 points. Another 141 we... points to us, 22 goal 22 game. goals, nine. Um... And that pleased me, not just the margin. And I have a history of not liking North Melbourne, but this year, I mean, what do you do? They're, they're crap and they know Tim they're Rattles. crap. Yeah. But that impressed me most because of between the years, we're playing a team that we are we are better than and we should flog. And we flogged them by probably more than I expected us to. Yeah, definitely definitely by more than we expected to. Like I would have taken a 40-point victory there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we ended then up we went like west. goals. Then we went west and won. What? We got a dub in the dub. And we thought we were unreal being West Coast over there. That turned out... <sighs> Little did we so, know West so Coast unreal. were actual trash. <clears throat> um, like Forky in Toy Story. They're mm. trash. Nathan won't get that reference because he doesn't watch... I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to watch that one with my kids. Okay. Well, if you get the joke, there you go. Um, that was a ripper. At the time, that was a real galvanising win for the club. Yep. Truck on the ground, smiling, the boys hugging the coach. Like, real, like... That was my moment of... Hey, we can do something with this team. Yeah. And the, this is the period when COVID had hit again in our second, our big wave. <clears throat> so we were stuck over in the West playing Richmond the week after for um, the, the dream time. Oh, well, it was great to see, see a big crowd still at it. Like it was. Look, it was. And it actually, uh, it was really impressive that because at that point in time, I don't know what happened after. At that point in time, Essen and Richmond had the highest attendance in Perth yeah. for the year. Which was amazing. So West Coast Frio, what are you doing for a start? That's um, That game, we were in front 
10 minutes into the last quarter and they kicked away and won by nearly 40 points yep. and then and turned to absolute shit Richmond. So that was even more disappointing to see them decline after And that. we were kind of happy with that still. Like we, I remember after it, we were like, yeah, look, would have been great to not let them do that to us in the, the end. But... flattered them, but, you know, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're competing with the reigning premiers. In the last quarter, we're out in front in the last quarter after beating West Coast over and home. We were pretty, hey, we're up and about here. And I'll tell you in what. The... Waterman's goal that got us in front. I've not. I didn't. I don't reckon I celebrated harder. Yeah, true. Actually, I, I got all into over that the place one. There. Yeah. Anyway, then, then we, the get, we come against the buyer, which we drew. Um, disappointing. Did we win? Zero. We get points, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we drew. So, well, we lost then. In that logic. Um, then we had retribution against the Hawks down in Tassie. One of my favourite games of the year as well. I mean, obviously Tassie didn't end up very well for us there, but at the time, big crowd, big Don's crowd. Oh yeah, really loved that game for the crowd. Yeah, yep. Um, Nick Hind kicked a lovely goal that day. I remember. Should yep. have been the first of two times he went to Tassie, but hey ho. Got retribution for the earlier game in the season against Hawthorne as well, which was nice. Then. We played the eventual reigning premiers in Melbourne. Sorry? The eventual reigning reigning premiers. Sorry. Yeah, good pick up. Um, minor premiers. Apologies. That bit better. Yeah. Unless they win the flag, they are, I guess, the eventual yeah. reigning premiers. Early, early croak from Sam. Very early croak. No, they'll win it. Go on, Dees. I'm happy for them. close. No yeah. doubts. Um, sorry, the eventual minor premiers in the yep. Demons. Our first podcast was after that game. Or was the preview and wrap of that game? Mm-hmm. High five for us. Um, got beaten by what we know by bombing it long on yeah. May and Lever's head, and that was the beginning of the Kale Hooker decline, uh, which we will go. Well, I reckon it was the week before, but yes, go forward. Yes. Go then we played the one of fucking we had Geelong. Another 43 disposals and a best on medal for Das there. On your Das. Uh, we, yeah, I don't like that game. That was then we smashed the Crows. Smacked the Crows, kept them to their lowest ever score. Um, two goals for a two game. Goals, nine, 20, two nine. goals. Yep, they were all two free. goals. I was at that game. It was the last game I went to, and it was, it was the roof. Wasn't the roof, roof on? Was open? It was freezing, uh, and honestly, we won by sixty-three points. But it was the most boring game of football I've ever watched in my life. Two goals. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, then we headed up north, up to Metricon. COVID again having an impact on our season. Uh, North, I think indicative of their season, had turned it around quite a bit. We managed to get over mm. the line there by three goals. They were playing some good football by now. They had some really good footy towards the end. Yeah, I think. yeah definitely. So we were quite happy to win that one. Again, just win the games you should win and get well, through. Then we had a really flat one against GWS. At that time, yep. they were very up and down, and I don't think they weren't at that time considered to be a good side, but they really, really went on a run at the end of the year. So that was the start of their run. And again, like that was hooker. Big talking point there. We kicked seven goals, 11 that game. Not ideal. That's then when we... we weren't scoring enough for those three weeks. We did well, besides the Adelaide game with like, it was a 57 against Melbourne, a 57 against Geelong an 84 against Adelaide. And then a 92 against North were okay. But then a 53 against Giants. We're, scoring was becoming an issue. Yeah, it was. And then we turned it around somehow, but still lost. Uh, 102 points <laughs> against the Swans at the G. Returned to Melbourne. Not enough. Freaking Sydney. Not enough. Unusual to see a close one with Sydney. Yeah, we do that quite a bit. Um, 102 points there, not enough. 16-6 to 17-7. Very good display of football there in the open air of the MCG. Uh, then we turned it around 
the week after playing at the point at that point apologies uh top of the table dogs dogs probably our best win i would say best win for the year for me looking back yes at the time it was probably still right. west coast we beat but... the top team when they were and they had that, that well they were the best team at the time um and, and they, now and still they, look pretty bloody good. And they had their full, like the, the injury they got to that um, Ford, can't think of his name. Um, uh, Bruce, yeah. Bruce happened in the last 10 seconds of Paul Bastard too. Yeah, that was like... Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and and now I, I really have a disliking for the dogs. So I don't quite care quite so much. But the people side of it, yeah, it sucks for Bruce. Mm. But the dogs and the Waitman can go and get stuffed. Um, just quietly, Peter Wright kicked seven that day. Um, that was a pretty exciting for Sam. He did I still haven't recovered, to be honest. Emotional um, reaction to it that involves pants stains. That's too much information. Um, yep, Suns beat them down at Geelong by a handy 11 goals. Again, just getting the job done against some other teams around and below us. Yep. Then we come up against the Pies to end up the season at the MCG. Two wins against the Pies. Did, did the double, they call that. Yep. Uh, and on the ref- over the pies. reflecting, we beat the Pies... We uh, lost by Pies twice, but lost to Carlton and um, Richmond. So I would have liked one of those other ones, to be honest. Well, but yeah. yeah, and uh, shall I make a point on that in a second? So, yeah, beat the Pies. Had to win that to get into finals. As it turned out, we didn't because of the other games and results, but right. we won it and won it comfortably. And then, of course, we don't really need to go into too much detail on that final against the Dogs. Disappointing, horrible day for the club Is and it? really took the shine off. Our season, yeah. but our aim right now is to talk up the season because let's be real, it was a good one. It was a bit of a crushing way. That that, that was a hard game to watch. We were ordinary. Umpiring didn't help. It made me well. The umpire we didn't lose because of the umpiring. Yeah, I think because I just, of the umpiring. We just we're more frustrated. I think it, it, it yeah it makes it. And there was an emotional factor anyway. Um, and then yeah. seeing the umpires against the uh, so the dogs against Brisbane, there's something there yeah. for the dogs. But anyway, as it. Neutral supporter, you saw it sort of from that perspective. Hmm. And there we are. End of there the season. Are, that's the season. So just a comment. And that's the end of the podcast. All right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave. No, it's not over. <laughs> um, I want to say two things. You commented then, I thought interestingly, on those couple of other games. Against Carlton, against... Who was the other one you mentioned? Sorry. Oh, Hawthorne, Richmond. Richmond. You know, there was a lot of close games there. Two games against Sydney where we lost by less than yeah, yeah. 10 points. GWS. GWS by a couple yeah. of points and then 13 points. So yep. you look at that and you think, you know, an extra two goals a game and our 11 win season maybe goes to a 13 or 14 win season. Now, I'm not, that doesn't work that way, no, no, obviously. No, no, of course not. Yep. But, but the, the exciting thing about it was that we were blown out of the water in two games, which uh, the Port Adelaide, and they were early in the season in the Brisbane game. And we got them back. We got those games back by blowing other teams out of the water. Yep. And the rest of the games very were impressive percentage. Quite respect. The next worst would have probably been the Richmond game when we Richmond were in front Geelong. in the Yeah, when we were in front, yeah, and the Geelong game. And um, Geelong looked like they could be, you know, again playing in the grand final. So respect. So 109.1 uh, our percentage uh, percentage there. Yeah. Um and we scored the fourth most amount of yeah, points. Best in years. For the season. So, and especially as a team that went through some difficulties with our forward line, and I think still have issues with our mm, forward line. Definitely. I still think, yeah. Um, you know, we scored more points than the minor premiers. Um, obviously, their defence was a hell of a lot more 
yep. tight. But um, yeah, positive signs. Uh, I think we just yeah work on some stuff with the forward line, then you'll be okay. Yep. I totally forget what my second point was. So that's been a good one. Let's digress. Do you have any final comments on on the season as a whole? And can you please talk for like two minutes because I'm going to run away for a second. Oh, okay, that's weird. Probably got the runs again. Um, well, for me, I mean, it was a really positive season. I was disappointed, like I'm sure a lot of us were, that the way the result of that last game was. But all in all, we were, as supporters, I guess we were predicting we'd probably be in the bottom four or six at the start of the year and somehow finished in the top eight. And And as we talked about, we were competitive against a lot of teams around our mark. Now, what that turns into next year, I guess Tom will tell, but I think we all would be pretty excited about what we're going into and what we, you know, could we be improving on. Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll get into that. Thank you for monologuing, by the way. Um, I People don't need to sit, hear me sit here and sniff, so I just thought I'd deal with that little situation. Um, I'm sorry you had the runs. Yeah, no, I heard. I could hear you. <laughs> Wireless headphones and that. Um Sorry. We'll get into that with the player reviews and where we think we can improve yep. in terms of the personnel we've got and then what we can Because I, just to finish on that, I think that the positive, real positive that we should be probably looking at is coaching and coaching staff and coaching structure. I reckon we've got that really right. Like, obviously, we did we say sacked our forward coach or we moved him on? Yeah, I don't oh, know. We don't know. So he, he left. Yeah, I think he that's left. all we can really say. And we sort of feel as I think it's funny that you mentioned that we scored what was the fourth highest um, points for yet we all of us I reckon that was one of our things we were like you know geez we could do some decent forwards well I think the the, the points for thing is really boosted by 143 to 142 against St Kilda and North early in the year when Hooker was playing well yep um, and our forward line looked really functional, but towards the end of the year, and especially yeah, that month long patch around Geelong, Richmond, well, not Richmond, yep. but around when Geelong we could only score and 50, Melbourne, 60 points. and then GWS, that forward line looked pretty ordinary. And again, and it's probably what being us... dropped because of it. So it's probably what led us down too a bit in the um, the final doggies well, game. We only kicked four goals. We didn't kick a goal in the entire second yeah, half. Yep. Yep. So. so... And we'll get on to that because there's a few interesting things to talk about there. Yep. All right. Shall we go through the players? Well, let's go through the players. So, uh, again, I'll, I'll give a bit of a preview of what we're going to do. We'll go through player by player. It will start at number one, Andrew McGrath, and it will end with 45, Alec Waterman. We're going to do this all in one go. So, you know, if you're looking for a particular player, I guess, go ahead and skip forward and you'll find it. But otherwise, stick with us and we'll have a good chat about them. So, number comfortable one. Comfortable on the toilet. Get that comfortable spot. Get comfy. Just close that spreadsheet you've been working on and <laughs> close your eyes. Um, all right, number one, Andrew McGrath. I'll run through a couple of stats and then we'll have our discussion. Yep. So, just in terms of averages, play 15 games for the year, 22.5 disposals, which for his position is considered average, or it is the average. Um, 4.4 tackles above average and 3.9 clearances, which is average. Pidge is an interesting one to start on, I guess. Yeah. 15 games. It was looking okay when he got injured. Well, uh, his first um, or 12 games before the round the bye or whatever when he got injured, he would have been averaging at a rough guess mid-20 possessions and playing some decent footy. Like, mm. good player. Yes. But 
it come back. You know, he can be playing four or five games at the end of the season there. Didn't look himself, but we had a few guys come back after injuries and I guess uh, struggle a little bit. And you kind of got to just grain of salt with that because, you know, yeah. they're human. And that's right. And, and, and it kind of did take a bit of a shine off his season. And I don't mean that to be like that. That's a negative. Not as a negative. It's but the fact that I guess we we run on the theory that if they're picked to play, they're fit to play. Yeah. So if he's fit to play, he should also perform. Now I, I understand your first game or two back, you, you know, he's still a bit of a touch. Bit rusty with the skills, yeah, a yeah. bit rusty, and that's fine. But he had did have thirteen against the Suns, twenty one against the Pies, and then fifteen against the Dogs. So you know, I guess look, the I can... question the question Sorry. for me is. Was it better to play him in that situation or was it better to play a guy like, I'm not sure, Guelphie or Clark, whoever was dropped in his place, who was informed at the time? It was actually Ham. A Ham, was it? Yeah, so that's my only... Uh, But, uh, you know, each to all. Yeah, absolutely, each to their own. Um, Each to their own, that's not the right word. Um, Yeah, I, I don't want to be critical because of the whole injury thing. And I don't think I need to be critical. I think 22.5 disposals a game is perfectly reasonable. Mm. He's a little bit of victim of not being able to get into that midfield on a consistent basis because when he came back, Merritt, Parrish and Stringer were so bloody good. Um, Question for the group and for the people listening. The what do we trust. think What do we think Andrew McGrath's best position is? Is he, is he playing in that midfield with... Um, Parish McGrath is he on a wing with Parish and Merritt? Do you mean? Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Parish and Merritt is he playing on a wing? Or I, I mean, I don't think we Sam and I talked about this other day. I don't think you can go back to the half back flank because you can't have a num, number one pick who plays a bit of midfield then doesn't work out. So you send him back to the half back flank. Well, that doesn't look good. This is the thing when, when you come into a side as a number one draft pick or as a high draft pick, you play off the halfback line to get a bit of experience and a bit of the footy, and then you eventually move into the midfield. That's how it generally works with those kind of players. So for him to go back to halfback would be a step back. Yep. But he's a midfielder and he's a good midfielder. Um, but like so many others, his rotation through that midfield mm. and he's not I'm... in our best three midfielders my question <laughs> excuse me my sorry. question is sorry about that is he a winger like mm. it should he be on the wing with Langford on one side and he on the other side well then he fits the mould as a winger I'm not I'm not the best qualified person to talk about what a winger really is but in my limited knowledge he sort of suits that mould more of a winger than all Australian wingman Zach Merritt. I'll give him that much. <laughs> a point. A point. Right. What was your rating for Pidge, please? Out of 10. So rating out of 10. We're doing here. Uh, seven. Seven. Hey, first one. Very great. Um, seven. We're good. That's yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah, yeah. Seven is is um much better. All right, Nathan just messaged me telling me my audio sounded funny. Hence, it sounded like you were a long way away. Is that better? I think I moved around my mic and it kind of yeah. just messes it up a bit. Sorry. 
Apologies, people. We're still learning. I was trying to make it sound professional, you know, by not actually saying it and just texting it, but then he went and said it anyway. So well, I think when I pause briefly to read what you oh, told better. me, I, it's, it, I need to address it. So, Yep. All right, seven, we're agreed. I think seven for me was solid without being great, without being bad. It's kind of the good score in the middle for me. Well, I think the concern is that he needs. we need to find next year is a big year for him. Yep. They had to find a spot. And I think you commented, I don't know whether it was on the pod or not, he was a bit rushed and a bit panicked at times. So he yeah. needs to work on a bit on that as well. He if, needs to use his skill set, which is speed and um, agility. So. If we were to talk about where he could improve, yeah. Yep. And he does have that mean sidestep. Like, he has a bit of agility. Love, and beautiful sidestep. Yeah, so. In traffic, boom, he can get out. He seems to more want to just handle or kick over his shoulder. And that's his sort of, you know, or reaction to... Yeah, hack, kick, get it out of there. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's not my problem anymore. All right, move on. Yep. To number two, big, 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 beautiful big boy, Sammy Draper. Cult hero, Sammy Draper. Mullet man, Sammy Draper. Stats, 10.1 disposal. So this is compared to other Ruckman in the league. He's considered average. He had 24.3 hitouts average from 13 games. Sorry, I should have said that. Mm. 24.3 average hitouts, which is above average in the competition, and 7.8 hitouts to advantage, which is also above average in the competition. Clearances? 4.4 uh, average per game, which is also above average in the competition. Which is, I think, he, one of his strengths is that we yeah. need to talk about as a player, as a, a ruckman. Him and Nat Nui are brilliant at not only the hitout to advantage, which is a really important thing, it's that but we know clearances, clearances from a, a ruckman are just... Unbelievable. There I'll is take one, him other, all day. one other stat written there mullet 10 elite. Um, <laughs> you wish you had hair that nice. Oh, then. I do. Um, <laughs> there's two Sams at Essendon and both of them have mullets. So I'm, I'm kind of a bit of pressure here. Mm, but out. Uh, now, oh, look, can I yep. start with something off field about yep. Drapes? He's a larrikin. I love watching the videos of us post-game. I don't normally watch the song. Yeah, it's a bit of a thing, you know. But watching him mm. in the bloody song, putting his mask over his eyeballs mm-hmm. and going off like a numpty, I love it. Mm. Every yeah. good dressing room, every good change room okay, Sam. needs that guy. He's yeah, big he... in size and he's big in personality. and I love He wants it. to protect his midfielders and he wants yeah. to have fun with them after the game. Um, He's the guy that people will go into battle for. Absolutely. Now, obviously, he missed a large chunk of footy. Came back. Closer. <laughs> Close. What are you talking about? Uh, sounds like a long way away. Um, missed a lot of footy through injury, yep. but came back again, probably a little bit slowly. But then by the end of the year, was one of our more critical, crucial players. And against the Dogs in that game where we beat them, was looking at the non-Ruckman going, stuff you, mm. I'm going to own you. A couple and of those beautiful just, goals. Just took the ball out of the Ruck and went with it. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. I think there's an upset about him. Right, what score? Well, I was going to say, for large parts of the year, our midfield was best at scoring from centre clearances, especially yep. towards the end of the year. And obviously he's a big part of that, putting ball down the throat of Parish Merritt yep. Stringer. Uh, for me, he gets probably a harsh nine. And that's yep. only because he's 22 and he's got room to improve, as they all do. I gave him a 10 because I, I see like massive year for him. He, he For a guy that started with about under 10 games, I think, before he started the year. 
to see so much potential and so much improvement, he will be an All-Australian Ruckman. I have no doubt about it. So in round, if he played round one, which I assume he did, yep, that uh, would have been yeah his eighth or seventh or eighth game. That's that's a like seriously. You go back and you look at Grundy or Gorn, and you have a look at their eighth and ninth games. He is going to be freaking unreal, I reckon. And actually, Next. in a lot of his stats, mm. he had a career best game, which again, after off twenty one games, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, a lot. Career best disposals against the Dogs in finals week one. Career best kicks and handballs. I mean, that's a bit of a given. Mm. He had a career best clearances of nine against Hawthorne in the middle of the year. He had a career best 44 hit outs against the Dogs in week one of finals. Hit outs to advantage a career best of 14 against the Dogs when we beat them. And AFL Fantasy 121 against the Dogs in that losing final. So huge. I had him for the whole year in my team, and he only scored 100 the first week of the finals. Well, <laughs> I can't matter. get a score. <laughs> it didn't matter. Rushing! <laughs> Rushing! That's unfortunate. Um, all right, I think, yeah, there's not a lot more to be said. He had a great year, and he's very... Rushing for our club for the next 10, 12 years, no worries. Very exciting guy to, to mm. watch. Yep. All right, number three. Number three? Yes, number three, yep. DP3, Darcy Parrish, um... Wow. Wow. I'll go through some stats. 23 games, played every single game. Average of 30.5 disposals, considered elite. Um, 7.6 clearances, considered elite, and four tackles, which is in the average category. But as we touched on earlier, Essendon and players before 2021 did not get 40 disposals consistently. Nope. It just, it's a weird anomaly in our history. In big games and played well in the final two. Oh. Had one of the best finals quarters of all time, mm. that second quarter. Um, so we found it. Well, I can't say we found a guy, but we've we finally we, we all knew it was there. We finally played we, him in the position that he was. We meant all knew to it play. was there, and we saw it, and we went, "Yep, tick that box." I don't Job's think done. we don't have to think about that for the next yeah. ten years. That's his position. That's his role. I don't think anyone. Look, I mean, if you can put your hand up and say you did honestly, then good on you. But. I don't think you would say that I saw this coming in the sense of 40 disposal games to that High 30, level. That many 30 plus, like 35 yeah. plus games and a goal. Was it? Was he number one clearance for the comp? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huge. If not, he was pretty much spot on with um, Libra. Him and him were wrestling out for the last game. I can't remember the actual. We can do, we can do right this. Yeah, yeah. We can check oh, this while we're talking. Um, and also All-Australian. First time All-Australian, which awesome. is... Just... Give them out, even if they give them out to all the midfielders. Do the midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't think we need to talk about Paris, to be honest, a lot, because I think we all agree he's just had a year that we just pray that will happen more times than not for the next 10 years. Well, I think that's the thing is that he did it once he got into that midfield. He and did it consistently. Years old too, he. He's the same draft as Oliver, just for yeah. a bit of context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Oliver's, been, Oliver's been given that role for the last two or three years. Like he's been their midfield, whereas Parrish has been, we've been playing him in the half forward line, you know, like, and five minutes in the midfielder as a midfielder. Now we finally said to him, yeah, go in there and be a midfielder. We're like, yeah, okay. That's why he was pick whatever, five or six, whatever he was at the mm. time. Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is that it, that's his role. Done. He, there, mm. No one else can be better than him unless we draft a unreal kid in the next few years. But he is now our... Him oh, he's Merritt, the number one midfielder. Him and Merritt are number one and two. Yeah. <laughs> Stringer's stiff in that conversation. Um, no, well, Stringer's not there. I, I, I would argue that Stringer's value is still he's a forward. What so he does just to finalise well, We're already that. up to number three. We've got to do 45 of these. <clears throat> Good God, Well, there's some players we won't have to talk a lot about, let's oh, be honest. So, um, Darcy Parrish finished on 175 clearances from 23 games, so that must include the final. Tom Liberatore has 23 games played and 178, so three ahead of him. Yeah, okay. Oliver's one behind him on the same yeah. number of games. So... It says that he's right there. Elite. And just to touch on your point, sorry about Draper, uh, Nick Nat fifth in the comp for clearances. Yep. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And that's Nick Nat's strength to me as a guy that watches Ruckman. Yep. Nick Nat, he's a bit ordinary sometimes, like around the ground. He doesn't mark, he doesn't kick enough goals, I don't think. But what he does is he, when the ball hits the ground, he, for his size, he gets it out of there. And yep. He wins his own ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Rating for Das, please. Oh, it's hard not to give him a 10. 10, yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. Move on. I'd go 11 if I could. And the medal. We can. Should, um, we, give him, should we have a, like a Don Pod medal? Yeah, we'll do that next year. We'll do a Don Pod best and fairest. Yep. Or just best, because we don't care if they get suspended. <laughs> we don't want the fairest. Honestly, like depending on how you get suspended, you, you might, smack you might get more votes. Awesome Tell you what, if, somebody, if anyone runs through Cody Waitman, they get 10 votes from me on the spot. Billy Duckworth would have won a lot. Anyway, yep. Yep, move on. Crack on. Number four, Joe Watson. Ah, oh, shit. Kyle Langford. Um... <laughs> 17 games played. Uh, he's considered a midfielder as well. A bit harsh on his numbers it. here with being considered a midfielder, considering who he's going to be compared with. But anyway, 20.8 disposals, which is considered average. Uh, 5.8 marks a game, which is considered elite for a midfielder, which is probably speaks to a lot to what Langers is for us. Um, he's a pretty handy winger who can go forward and kick goals. Couple of clearances and... Beautiful set shot. Lovely, lovely set shot. And 13 goals for the year from 17 games. So, yeah, can hit the scoreboard. Um, I love Langers. I'm disappointed that he got injured. Um, I found found there was a patch through the part of the year, probably after about round four or five, where he played as good as football as he's played ever and was a really valuable player in our team, in how he, and, and his athleticism or that, you know, that he's running capability came really to the forefront of getting back to be involved in those defensive acts, as well as getting forward to just sneak up and take a mark and kick a goal. He's the guy I love as a winger. He, I, I, I want to see another 10% improvement again this year. Just, yeah, sorry, next year. He can still get a little nervous in contests and, you know, get a little fumbly, but for me, I think I'm pretty he, excited. He's really found a spot for himself. Yep. Where he's not just purely playing forward, which I think he has done a bit of in the past. Had to do with all our midfielders. Yeah. Um, as you said, can can get the ball, can get enough of the ball. Obviously, five five point eight marks a game being elite in the comp is a massive strength because he's tall. It's one hundred ninety two centimeters. Marked very well above his head. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, lovely, lovely, lovely set shot for goal. Good-looking man, um, too, Marseille. Yeah, and a bit like Job, and I mean this with all respect, got a fat ass, so a bit of strength through the hips, can shake blokes off. He's not... He does carry a bit of a caboose. Yes. I, I, that, all I mean by that is that he can show, he can uh, power through the hips and yep. shrug 
blokes off. He's not going to yep. get tackled easily. Yeah. I love the Langford. I love Langford. And I think he's a critical player for us going forward. Yep. Um, rating, please. Cool. Yeah, I gave him an eight. I gave him a seven. So in that happy medium of not great, not bad. As I said, I thought there was a patch through the year where he was very, very, very good yep. and was a really important player in our team. Yeah. Seven's not a bad number for me. I just, no, no, no. I, I think eight's getting into that really good yep. sort of numbers. I think there's a bit of bias because I just love uh, Oh, look, I love seven, him too. I, and I probably agree with the seven more than eight. I, I, I tend to love the guys I used to hate more. And Langer's used to frustrate me a lot. And now he's turned it around. I love him for it. Yep. Number five... James Heard. Can I make the same joke twice? No. Mm, probably not. Devin Smith. Um, Interesting one. Considered a medium forward. 14.2 disposals per game, which is considered above average. 3.9 tackles a game, which is somehow considered elite. And 0.8 goals per game, which is, again, considered average. Um, he played 20 games for the season, and I reckon gave away about 20, 50 minutes. No. Um Gave us some of the best highlights of what he said to umpires. So, Devin, stop can yelling you at me, stop, Devin. Stop yelling at me, Devin. <laughs> Great YouTube channel called um, Herbatron, who does little reviews. Uh, we are Essendon if we win. We are Essington if we lose. And his mm. outro is just stop yelling at me, Devin. <laughs> and I tell you, I, I just love it. Um, yeah. Best thing to come out of an umpire's mouth, probably ever. Um, let's crack on into Dev. One of the most frustrating players this year, but mm. to his credit, in the last maybe two or three games, really turned it around, yeah. like dramatically really turned it around. Um, Gave us hope. Was a dead set liability, let's be honest, for a point mm. in the middle of the season there. Um, too many give, too many 50s, too many ill-disciplined acts. And, and but, not enough. Of what and not what, enough output. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? What, what are you, what are you, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Um. But I think <clears throat> someone must have sat him down and said, "Oh, you like seriously, mate, you got to stop with this. Yep. It's all right to be a niggly little forward, but you can't be giving away free kicks. You can't be giving away fifties yep. and off the ball free kicks. Like, nah. And he didn't. It was like one game he was doing it. Next game he wasn't even getting close to that line. So. Yep. I think credit so between, to the guy for that. Between rate, round eight and round 17, he kicked one goal. Uh, he also no eight, nine, ten, He also missed a couple of games in there too. But one goal and and not many disposals. Like, was not a valuable... Yeah, no, not a valuable player to the team for a period there. Sorry, I thought there was more coming. I was no, waiting no. for the end at the end of the season... Oh well, then at the end of the season, he yeah yeah sorry he he lifted that and and we found the player that we want to see more often. If we can get twenty two games out of him, well seventeen games. Well, I think it him. was the game against Collingwood was probably yeah. his best. He Let's had probably his best on there. Yeah, I think it was best on ground in that game nearly. Um, top season performance actually. His best season, his best game by disposals was St Kilda. But um, everyone got a lot of but he, he had, had 14 two kicks goals. against Collingwood. 10. Oh, that was Anzac Day. Apologies. Two goals. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm just. Yeah, anyway. Ranking. Splurting shit out here. Um, I gave him a five, which I think is fitting given his number. Yeah, no. I gave him a six, and I feel as though a five is better. I, I think you're right. 
he's gone up. So he, he's a good player. Oh, he's just, got massive upside. Just, just the the disciplinary stuff because you're in control of that. You don't have to whack a guy off the ball. You don't have to. You know, if you do a shit kick, all right, I'll get over that. The, the discipline stuff is just frustrating. Yep. All right, Craig on. Uh, number six, Dry Caldwell played. Oh, hang on, let me actually get my screen open here. We could probably do it in minutes. Yes. He played three games. One of those games would have been quite, yep, quite low. Uh, in terms of time played, because he got injured, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Um, he's considered a midfielder. His numbers are significantly affected by the fact he didn't play a full third game. So 15.3 disposals, average nine kicks, 6.3 handballs, 2.7 marks, which are all below average. 5.3 tackles, which is above average. That is encouraging. And two and a half clearances, which is considered average. Came in for that final and was very good in the first quarter. Looked like he hadn't missed a beat and then faded dramatically symbolic of the rest of the team. Um, looked very good early. Um, his debut against Hawthorne was very, very promising. Nathan? Well, I can't hear you, Nathan. Oh, sorry. It was. Sorry. <laughs> um, he had 23 touches against the Hawks. Um Nine tackles and a, oh yeah, nine tackles and 104 fantasy. So I think for him, it's really hard to say any more than that because he only played the two and a half games. Um, did look really good. Um, and 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 belongs in that best 22, I think. Well, look, I, I, what I saw from him too is I see a, a really like he's 20 years old. He's he seems to tackle hard, like, you know, above average in the tackles for his, you know, two and a half games or three games, whatever he played. His disposals it looks quite neat. He's hard at it. Um, Very important to note as well. He's played 14 games. Career. Yeah. 14 career games and he's 20 years old. Yeah. I'm, I have no problem with him whatsoever. Rating, and I please. feel as though my rating is a bit harsh, but I have to rate him on what he did in the year. Which was? I gave him a five. Oh, okay. I gave him seven only because, again, it's that rating of not great, not horrible. But what I saw, he was perfectly reasonable. Disappointed that he dropped off in that final. But, again, the whole team did. So let's yeah, really, not... really, I only saw two games. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's so... not shoot shots at a guy for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be – I don't want to talk him out. But I, I like what I've seen. I'm pretty excited about what he's got. Yeah. All right, number seven, Zachary Merritt, All-Australian wingman. Oh, Seriously. Merritt. Um, midfielder, obviously. 31.5 average disposals from 23 games. And another one that played every single game. Considered elite. 4.9 tackles, considered above average. And 3.7 clearances, which is a little bit of a surprise. And considered average. Um, we love Zach, don't we? We love Zach. Great player. Probably um, will bring him. We'll go. Him and Mer- uh, sorry, him and Parrish will come very close to winning the best of Paris. Obviously. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one for the BNF. Um, obviously, we're hopeful that we might see Das up there in the Brownlow as well. Um, I reckon. I personally think Merritt will be about the, around about the mark too. But well, they're very hard to split. Yeah, they've had a, just great years, and and I mean, I, I don't think we can say a bad word about Merritt. He's 
He's the guy that's been doing it for years and years. If you go back and look at his stats, like we were before, he, like over the last several years, like he's been the you know highest tackling player beside until Smith arrived. Like the leading um, uh, clearance player, you know, until um, Parish. You know, he's highest possession getter in the last five out of the last seven years. You know, he's he continues to be an elite, elite player. Yeah. And that that game against the Dogs, the final, he was still, the last quarter, giving it everything. And yep. the look on his face, like the despair when a couple of free kicks went against him. Yep. He just wants to win. And I love that. I love those guys. That, I, I just want to win. Seven years with us? Was that right? Seven years? Six, seven, yep. Six, whatever. So, yeah, really excited. Um, yeah. Uh, awesome yeah, again, not much to be said. Not much um, to be said. I went ranking. nine for my ranking. I went nine as well. Just, I mean, and the only reason I don't give him a 10 is because he, I mean, he was as good as he was last year, maybe as yeah. a little bit better, but he, I don't. You know, it's I, really hard. 10 for me was exceeded expectations beyond exactly. belief. And the 10s, the 10s are the guys that I reckon have and jumped Zach, above. Yeah. Just, just did what Zach does. And yep. if anything was a bit quieter, but that not for any fault of his own, just because guys are stepped up around him. Yeah, and which is great, I reckon. Yeah, and, which is and a what good he'd, thing. He'd love, yeah, would, he'd yeah. love that having other guys like Parrish playing the way he's playing because yeah. that really it would help him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number eight, my guy. The party I call time. Him, I call him my guy because I've stuck up for Marty quite a bit my over guy. the years. Marty Gleeson considered a medium defender, ten disposals a game on average, which is below average for that position. One point eight tackles, which is average. Um, and three and a half marks, which is also considered below average. So not, not a in great def- rap. But there. in his defense, he only gets to play a game when Dustin Heppel doesn't play. Yeah, he's depth player, which is fine. You need good depth players. Need depth, but I do feel sorry for him because I've always... Um, look, uh, there's not a lot we can go in with Marty. I think he's no. uncontracted, so there's a bit to happen there. He was pretty dreadful in the final. I'll be brutally <laughs> honest there. He was good the week before yeah. or the game before he played... <laughs> Um, well, I think he's a perfectly is, reasonable depth player. But the thing is, too, I would say about his year is that the games he came in to replace Heppel, especially the two when he did his hand, a thumb or whatever, he played really well in those, both those games. The final, yes, I agree, he wasn't as good. But the other two games, he was really good. And and that that's why I gave him a six, was because I felt like the games, three well, two or three of the games he played, he was really good. One game he wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah that, and like, that. How do you play when you come in and out, in and out? You're not playing yeah, VFL yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. and I think hard. I gave him a six as well. I, I think that's probably where we're at as a club. I think yeah. when you get the Richmonds and Hawthorns of the world, you can bring guys in like that, and they don't have fluctuations of form because of their systems and everything are so yeah. well drilled and so good. We're not quite there yet. So yeah, I don't have any issues with what Marty did. I think he had a poor game. I hope he signs up again next year. I don't I, know. He is, should get a year. Contract? What's his contract state? He's out yeah, this year, right. I think. Should get an extension to me. I mean, I'm not running the club, obviously, but to me, he gets one year. Yep. And yep, fair perfectly serviceable depth player. Yep, great player. Now, get your notepads out. Get your... It could be a long one. Yeah. Um, get comfy. Number nine, Dylan Scheel. Um, considered a midfielder, played eight games this season. I've, I've got to say that for the for this. I know. Uh, eight matches played, nineteen point four disposals average per game, which is average. Um, three tackles, which is considered average. Four point five clearances, which is considered above 
average. First things first, he is similar to what we were talking about with McGrath in that he's been pushed out of that midfield because there are just guys that are better than him now, which is fine. But however, he was god-awful in that final. When we were on top, he gave away the ball. He uh, got a kick to him in the goal square, and it was a simple mark you would take 100 times out of 100. Me and you would take it 80 times out of 100, and he fumbled it, and we missed the opportunity to score. Just He fumbled a lot in that last game. Like He really fumbled. He looked nervous. He looked, I don't want to say it shit scared, but he looked like he couldn't handle the pressure. But he looked shit coming. scared, yeah. Well, I'm saying it. He looks shit scared. He looked like he couldn't handle the pressure that was coming at him. And which is, really, really frustrated me as a supporter. Which, you know, you think of the player we bought in. Mm. In 2019? It's not cattle. 2019, the, the player we bought in played a preliminary final against Richmond at the MCG with probably 90,000 Richmond supporters. So you talk about crowd pressure, pressure cooker, well, You're not going to get much Leicester better in front than of that. massive crowds. That shouldn't be. But prelim final against a, yeah. you know, ninety thousand Richmond supporters. That's loud, man. But he's he's twenty eight years old. Like surely he's played like I don't know one hundred and fifty to one hundred and eighty sort of games. He should be able to deal with the final the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm frustrated by him because he's not the guy we paid for. For what we paid for him, which was two first round picks, I seem to remember. We are not getting our money's worth there, and not when you think Brisbane got fucking Moffy Neal. <laughs> yes, um, so I've been leaving again, but that's not the point. He's not. The output from him is not what we're paying for, and that frustrates me because we've had a bit of salary cap freed up this year with some players on the way out, and if. Maybe not this year, maybe next year, whatever. We might look at throwing some cash at someone that we think we might need. There's money tied up in Dylan Shield. Well, my question at the end of this is, and this is the big one, is in 2019, that year we did, he did come to our club. He was the leading clearance player. And you can see even this year, in the short amount of games he played, he was he's above average towards elite in that clearances. Do we do we back him in next year, push McGrath to the wing and give him and Parrish the midfield, putting um, Merritt as a centreman or yeah, centre, putting them as the ruck rover and the rover and say, like, right, this is how it's, we're going to give it to you, mate. You've got to perform. And if halfway through the season, if he's not doing, then Caldwell, we go knock on his door and say, okay, you're getting more time in that role. I think it's really difficult that discussion because you three. Uh, there's, I don't think there's a lot of argument that our three best midfielders. If we were going to start a grand final and have our three absolute out and out best midfielders in the guts, it yeah, would be yep. Merritt, Parish, and Stringer. Stringer is the impact player in there. Merritt and Parish are the ball winners and the guys you would trust to win the footy. Straight up. That can't happen for an entire game. Those three players are never going to be in the middle every single time the ball's bounced, which means no. But if but you're, around you're, the ground, you've obviously got yeah. a bit more congestion. But you but put you, if Shield's not in that, that middle. Get... Hang on, let me get through my thought yeah, here. Sorry. If Shield isn't in that middle three, where is he? Well, he's got no other again? position. Parish Merritt Stringer as the ideal. 
Yeah, see, the Stringer one, I... Yeah. He was... Because a... I guess the point there is that Stringer does that role for 10 seconds or whatever, you know, and then goes forward, and then does Shield come in and play that role while the game's, you know, just moving around the mid, you know, in the wing or whatever well, as the game. Stringer started a lot. Like, he's... Yeah, but the, he's always, the, apparently the, the thing is there, he starts there, and he has the freedom to do what he wants. Yeah, but, but if he, he starts forward, there, where Shield... Shield can't. Yeah, but when the the general play's happening, Shield can come in and yeah, yeah, yeah. that. That's different. But I mean, if he's not starting in that middle three, we well, starts on the half forward flank. He can't kick. No, that's but nothing. he comes in. That's what you're doing. That yeah, you're I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I I just I frustrated by the guy, and I loved him when he I'm came in. S- he was yeah. so exciting and so yeah. quick, and well, exactly. We saw all this stuff from Jedo and we thought, oh wow, we've got a really good player. And we just haven't seen it yet. And the knocks on his disposal are oh, being very true. Uh, sometimes I said this to you the other week. I said, has anyone checked to see if he's actually a right footer? <laughs> and he's been kicking on his left, thinking he's a left footer. And guess what? Actually, oh, actually surprise, surprise. You're on the I'm foot. a right footer. Because sometimes I watch him kick on that left and go, hark. Like, yeah. that's ordinary, mate. Like, yeah. that's your natural foot. That's shit. Yeah. All right. Let's not. I don't want to play a bash because that's no, not, no, not no, what no, we're here to do. They, they like, all like... they all don the sash and we love them all dearly, but we're allowed to get frustrated by oh, individuals. Yes, a lot of money What's your ranking, Four. please? Four, two. Oh, two. And I believe that is my lowest. Yes. Oh no, I got one other two. There is one other two. <laughs> Get in the comments, tell me who you think that's going to be. Look, it's just expectation versus output. And and my expectations yeah, yeah. are so high and the output is so not what I think it should be. But again, yeah, we're just nuffies, so whatever. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I, yeah. Crack on, get in the comments. On, what, would you, what, what, would you, what would you have given Dylan Shield? Go on, tell us. Number 10, Aaron Franger Francis. Key defender, he's listed as, which oh, is again interesting, good. makes that's the whole How tall rankings, is? He's 193. I guess that's key. Makes his stats a bit weird. But anyway, 11.3 disposals, which is considered below average. But again, how much can you read into that? 4.7 handballs, which for some reason is above average. Um, 3.3 spoils, which is a completely useless stat for a guy that played forward when he did play. Um, I'm not even going to read it. He started the year as a halfback flanker. Yeah, but he played five games at the end as a forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm not even going to read the rest of those stats. I thought, as a forward... He didn't kick a lot of goals, but his role, he played it really well. Exactly. He's he's a, he's a very – what Aaron Francis is, is foot is high footy IQ. He he makes good decisions. He kicks the balls to the right guy. You often see him when he played off the halfback line. He'd kick it to that guy in the midfield. You know, and he always – His you know, field kicking is very good too. Yep. And he made good decisions. Sometimes he's, the marking would let him down or, you know, whatever would let him down. He had a few moments – I want to say against Collingwood, I think, where he just kind of packed his dacks and needed a change yeah, yeah, of underwear. But And I reckon that was the first game back after he'd had that break. He was pretty ordinary, but he got better. Nah, it was earlier. Anyway. Okay, um, don't matter. His role uh, was really, he wasn't kicking goals, but Peter Wright was. And I think there was a lot to be said about those two as a combination. I don't know if they're the combination going forward, but they worked really well together. And we had scores he... of 100 plus, beat the dogs, beat Collingwood comfortably with those two as our two key forwards. So... And because what he was doing was he was um, 
he was getting up the ground. He was helping the defenders out. He was getting up to the wing and taking marks up there, which Hooker wasn't doing enough of. And he was then allowing, um, which I didn't quite understand, Waterman and Peter Wright to stay a bit deeper. I didn't understand the Waterman thing, but I'm not a coach. So I think so, yeah. summary would be he, he played his role and he played it well. Yep. Especially as a forward yep. option. All right. I just bumped him up actually to a seven. I had him on six and I stand by it. I had him six and I changed it to seven because he wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He was yeah, in I'd like to see more from him. I think he could kick more goals and maybe impact the scoreboard if he's going to continue as the forward. I don't know what position though he plays. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's a well, backman or... Well, I think we'll talk about I, that when we talk about another player later on. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, personally, I prefer him over uh, Redmond, but that's my... I prefer him over Stewart, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, but he's Stewart's 199 centimetres, he's 193. They can't play on the same They guys. can't swap. Fair point. All right, number 11, retire... Oh, well, not retiree, I think. He's um, probably no, going he's to looking go for another club, club, I believe. Good on him. David Rydarakis... Considered a midfielder forward, average nine disposals, which is these, these are all below average, just as a spoiler. Uh, nine disposals, uh, one clearance, 1.8 tackles. Really his worst year ever. Um, sure, as a player. And he kicked, let me find that, two goals in nine games of football, which, you know, to say that we saw this coming, that he wasn't going to be on our list next year, is pretty easy to say. He's 31, um, great servant to the club. And honestly, if you can pick a better moment highlight oh, to, to, to talk about in the last 20 years of Essendon. How about your first goal? First goal, Don supported growing up too. So he's come in on Anzac Day to kick his first goal and it was yeah. that goal. Um, Pretty ultimately though, really hasn't been fantastic. Hasn't really had a role either. Like hasn't sort of been able to find a spot yeah. in the team and kind of not good enough forward and he's not good enough in the midfield and he's not good yep. enough on the wing. He's yep. just... I think there's not a lot to be said about Zacho. He's not going to no. be there next year, so he's not in the plans going we forward. We love him. We do love him. We've got some great highlights from him, but it was time. So yep. uh, I Score. gave him a four because he was pretty poor this year. I gave him a two. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Okay. Well, I, I think was... I've got the rose-coloured glasses on because he's... Yeah, he was pretty bit. ordinary, but... I, that's nothing. That, that's only this year. Every, you know, I wouldn't give him that on other yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. All right, we need to crack on because we are crossing the hour mark. Um, Woohoo! Speed up, I'm sure, at some stage. We're up yeah. to 12. Number 12, uh, Tommy Cutler. Considered a medium defender, played 13 games, averaged just about 14 disposals. Um, a couple of, well, 1.2 tackles a game. Um, early in the year, probably would have said he he didn't belong. Early in the year, we were like, what the? Yeah. Um, I remember him. He came on as a sub against St Kilda, and I, we were about 10 goals up, and I was genuinely concerned we'd lose the game of football. Um, I think at that Gosh. point, he tried... Yeah, very. He tried about three kicks in that game inside 50, and they went about 30 centimetres off the ground, if that, when he was looking for that bull point, bullet worm burner pass, yep. but just bluffed them completely. But... To his credit, came back at the end of the year and really solidified himself in sort of his a back six or six seven. games would, would have been as good as I've seen him play. Yep. I didn't watch him a lot at Brisbane, to be honest. Used the ball really well. Um, his best games for the year came against Collingwood and um, the Bulldogs in the final in terms of yeah. his disposal, best performance, yeah. etc. But no, he was good. Um, 
his role in the future, I don't understand and I don't know because they used him as that sort of halfback kicking, which is kind of what Francis's role is. But this guy can obviously run a lot faster and a lot further. Like he's elite. He's elite, which the stats don't show. He's elite in running. Like he's yeah. got an engine. And has a boat on him. Hmm. Um, there was a lot of times he didn't actually get the ball at all in these scenarios, but you would see him Maybe sitting on side, yeah, 55 yeah, out, yeah. wanting that yeah, kick, because he can kick that far, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Don't mind that at all. Um, but again, I, I really like the guys that can turn it around. Mm. And he did, and he found a spot, and I think he's in that best 22 come round one next year in that same role. Hard, hard to push him out. I mean, he's, yeah. Uh, I gave him, uh, the only one I did a half rating, I did him a 6.5. Couldn't quite give him a 7 because yeah, he was poor yeah, yeah. at points, but really fought back. I gave him a 5 because I, I still don't know if if he's in our best 22, I don't know if that's a good 22. That's my only concern yeah, still. I saw some good footy at the end of the year and that was really exciting, but he would there would have to be like a 30% improvement in he's still that bit for him to be. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that if he's, you know, he's the guys that are at the bottom six. Yeah. They're yeah. the guys you're trying to improve on. He's anyway, the go he's on. the one, yeah, the real role player that if he's in there. Uh, I'm not saying he could be a really, really good player, but I'd, I'd have to see it first. Yep. Watch okay. Three or four games. Crack on. Number 13. Um, Jake Long. No. Nicholas Cox. <laughs> Still, you can't do something. Oh, uh, let it go for eight players. Mm. Um, considered a midfielder, which again is just harsh. Ridiculous. I'm actually, not even going to read out his stats. He played twenty-two games. Um, he. Yeah, did you know he's nine goals? Yeah, he's two Nine goals, which is nice. Nine goals, nine. So eighteen scoring shots, which is good, impacting Very the good. scoreboard. And as he goes on, he will maybe turn that into a few more goals than points. Twelve hitouts for the year. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Highlight um, was the Richmond game where he had twenty-three touches. Yes, very good in that Richmond game and yep. got the Rising Star nomination for that game, I believe. Don't quote me. We'll just that. say yes. Yep, sure. Doesn't matter. Four clearances that game as well. Oops, sugar. Uh, Sorry about that. And did a lot of covering um, in different stages for our ruck win, especially when Draper came back into the team yep. and him and um, Peter Wright were doing the ruck. Peter Wright, I think, was a bit exhausted at different stages and they'd send Cox in there to... To cover so well, for a kid in his first year weighing <laughs> about you know 85 86 kilos, he was listed uh, as 87. Good, good uh, listed as 87, there. yeah. That's a, and they let 200 centimeters is light. Um, yeah, very look, I think did really well. A debutant, I don't like seeing these guys like unless you're, you've played your whole junior career as a ruckman, I don't like seeing him in the ruck, and that's just a protection thing for him with a lighter I, frame. But I said, to, yeah, yeah, go. I know I realise his position's going to evolve and adapt over the next mm. couple of years where we don't really know where we're going to see him play. So yeah. I don't mind. But as far I as... I don't know his position yet. I nine, don't think he's a wingman. I think no, he could be anything. He could be anything. Could be a key defender, could be a key forward, could be a ruckman, could be a midfielder. Like, he could be literally Seriously. anything. Yeah, he could be... Like, if you look at, I guess, if we, I don't like to do this because I don't like him. If you relate him to that... Um, oh, don't. Don't, but but if you just take that as the, you know, as an example, similar height, similar athleticism. I think this kid's got more footy brain and footy smarts, which and is a big difference. Blitzar's got a lot more muscle. Yeah, yeah. Blitzar's is like 30, like the rest of yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sure. everyone at yeah, fair. Um, 
then you know, even as a tall half back flanker or a you know anything uh, who goes into the ruck to cover, he I mean, does could be anything anyway. He has he yeah he could be anything. Mm. Was the long way of saying that. Um, rating, Sorry, please. I gave him an eight because I was pretty excited by what the. I think that for me, some of those games I saw such talent that I was like, wow. Yep. Yep. He had a few of those moments. I gave him an eight as well. I think he was a little bit better than the sevens I've been talking about, and yep. especially for a first year player. So looking forward to seeing him go again next year. Uh, number 14, senior pissed off, Jordan Ridley. <laughs> Um, I've really yeah, poison, caught on to that. Every time I see him now, I'm like, geez, he looks mad. Yet in the photo at the, on the... On yeah, he's um... smiling. It's it's photoshopped. It's, it's shopped. It's mm-hmm. one of those TikTok filters to make him smile. Yep. Um, Riddles, considered a medium defender at 195 centimetres. Tell me how that really? works. Um, played 22 games, which would have him was missing the, the, one. The, yes, um... yes, Francis was a key, yeah. Move on. Um, okay. 21 disposals above average... Uh, six marks above average, 417 metres gained above average, and about one and a half tackles per game. I'd love to see his intercept possessions because that's what he is so good at. Um, he's a rock. He's 22. He's played 48 games, and he's a best and fairest winner and uh, absolute lock in that back six. Yep. And you asked me a question the other day. Yep. Who are our... Like, who's the awesome defender in our back six. Like who's who's, who's, who's going to get a game go to at any club? other yeah. club? And all I yep. could come up with is Ridley, yep. which is counterintuitive to the next player we're going to talk about. But he is bloody good. Yep. Um, he's, 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 he's a ten year, another 10-year. You build a team around the back of his ability. Yeah. Yep. 35 disposals against St Kilda he had. That's a season high. Um, That's pretty amazing. I don't think we need to talk too much. Let's go straight to ratings for him. He just—he's another one of those, him and him and uh, Parish and Merritt. They're going to be our core players for the next ten yeah. years. And if he could just smile some more, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, I gave him a nine. Would have given him a ten if he smiled more. I gave him a nine because he just—he looks angry. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I gave him a nine because he's. I gave him a nine just as expected. Yeah. 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 Number fifteen, Jaden turned at defender Laverde. And I who, want to go on about this one because I've... Well, you can. I, just look, I, Can I run through my stats first? Key yeah. defender, 193 centimetres, played 23 games this awesome. season, played every game. That would be 13.8 disposals, which is considered average. Um, 2.2 intercept marks, three spoils, and 1.5 tackles a game. Go. I have always had a thing that this guy's got talent. I've watched him play as a forward half forward, and I thought... There's something about him that tells me this kid knows how to play footy. He, he you know, he, the body would let him down a lot. But I always thought when and I used to watch him play, I reckon I've even seen him play live at like Bendigo or something like that. You know, I've watched him. I thought, yeah, this kid can do it. And it was great to see him play 23 every game. Even there was a couple of, one game where he hurt his shoulder and he played through it and then played the week after. And We've found one here as a as a and apparently as a junior he played on the halfback links and halfback sort of role. Really, Essendon are playing a player out of position. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Oh. Um, and it was great to see him. And with him now and uh, Ridley, we have found two 193, 195 centimeter backmen that I reckon will take it to anyone. He, the game against um, uh, what's his name for West Coast? Um, oh, against Darling. Yeah, Darling was I was. 
massively impressed with that. The number of times he just came up, bodied him, and then marked it. And I was like, oh, really pumped. Really, really pumped. I want to get straight to it. I gave Hang it on, 10. wait. Oh. I don't care. I'm jumping ahead of this one, Sam. I was a bit excited. I'd love to have an opinion here. No, um, no opinion. I want to point out he played 23 games. His previous best of the season was 10 in 2019 <laughs> um, and nine a couple of times before that. So, I mean, he, he, he is in and out of the side with injuries, but he was also in and out of the side with form. He was never a great forward and never looked comfortable in that forward line. I love him just because he battles. And I hate the term manfully because it obvious reasons, but it, it's he just that there's no fights. Skill. He fights and fights and he's tough and he's workman and he he's he not looking to do the, the flashy well. shit. He just but wants he to defend. he kicks the ball well. He makes good decisions. He can, he's got great hands, like really good hands and kicks the ball. Like just, oh, he makes, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I really, um, one of my favorites. If you, you people listening will be looking at my little thumbnail that I did um, for the video and his photo down there in the bottom left, I, I he was it was the first one there for me. <laughs> was, I just I love the guy. Mm. I gave him a ten as well. Oh really? Mm. Oh there you go. I thought that might be you'll either go really different to me or the same. Um, no, I reckon he. I'm just so excited about him and if we can get this kid Reed that we haven't seen as another tall defender, then I reckon we have a. The, Defensive six that will take it to anyone personally. Yep. Good. We are agreed. Um, love the men. All right. Number 16, Tate Pears. Oh, shit. Archie Perkins. Really? Yeah, I know. Tate Pears is a good bloke. Tate Pears was a great player. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a great player. He's fine. Oh, yeah. I love Tate Pears. Again, injury prone. Player. Injury prone, yeah. yeah. Uh, that game against Carlton way back when he was Let's on for when he ran up the ground and kicked the goal. Move on. Hey, you can't waffle and then tell me to move on. I'm talking about current players. Clown. Archie Perkins, medium forward. He's considered, played 21 games, 11 disposals, um, and would have kicked about 10 goals for the year. Again, I'm not, the stats are just pointless for guys when they're not actually the position they consider them to be. Um, 20 disposals against the Lions in round five, so really battled in a game where we got flogged. Uh-huh. Three goals, and I believe three goals four or three goals three against Adelaide later on in the season. Really could have had six. They were fairly fairly simple mm. shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. He needs that, to work on finishing. Yeah, I'm gonna say something that people will either tear me to shreds for or kind of go, yeah, I get it. He's got a bit of herd about the way he moves and his goal sense. There was a couple of times where he kicked goals where he was able, he wasn't facing the goal and he was able to turn snap and kick very quickly, know where the goals were and obviously kick the goal. His letdown was a set shots, but oh, could kick a set shot to save his life. Um, critical of him later in the season, just with taking on too much and getting tackled and getting mm. penalized. But that all that comes with yep. playing games. That's fine. I gave him an eight. Again, same as Cox, was serviceable, exceeded expectations for a first-year player. I'm happy. I gave him a six. I was a little bit more critical. I think a couple of things. He's got talent, but he needs to work on finish. His finish of a few things was just deplorable. And um, he's probably, he's got a sort of, I love that he takes the game on, but he's also got to know when not to. Yeah. And and get a, f- a first handball off or a first option off, and I think I'm happy with thing, that though, as long yeah, as he learns. Those from things it. frustrated me a little bit, yeah. but he's 
going to be a very talented player. Yeah. Do you see my herd comparison or not? Yes or no? Very quickly. Uh, yes. Just a little bit. Low level. Not uh, huge. It's a big call to, to compare anyone to one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yeah, just traits. After one season. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not the player in terms. Just traits. Yep, yep. Herd. All right. Number 17 from one James to another, as in Herd, not Perkins. Uh, James Stewart, whose photo, I must say, on the SNM website is rather unnerving. Um, key defender, 17 games played for the year, 12.5 disposals, 2.4 spoils, which is considered below average, which is a nice one for me and what I'm going to talk about. Um, a bit like Lav. Intercept he was marks, 2.5. He was above f- average, right? Yeah, sorry, intercept marks, 2.5 above average. Thank you. A bit like Lav, failed, I guess you could say, forward turning defender and being reasonably comfortable in in that back six. However, I have some reservations. I don't think he's our long-term fullback. I think he too many times gets outmarked and outmarked by a guy playing in front with a chess mark when Stuart's right behind him. Um, that frustrates the hell out of me um, and just gets outmarked. He does intercept Mark well, but when you are 199 centimetres and a key defender, you're going to meant to be playing on the forward. So I think I think we can do better than him. He was okay. I just don't think he's a long-term solution. Nathan, go. Uh, tough one for me. He, look. I, I don't know. I, I feel he he's a guy that played forward. I don't know if he has a history of playing as a defender. He was pushed to centre-half back he, or full-back. He did, he battled really well. But I think a few times he got found out, and that's purely probably because he's never played the role before. And so I don't, I probably can't be as critical as you are on his. But I don't, I don't, I guess what I'm getting to is that I don't see, I agree with you in that I don't see the future of him as a centre half back or a full back. Um, I would hope that in a year or two, we've got someone that's better than him, whoever that is. Well, Zach Reed, I guess. Zach Reed, I'm hoping, but yeah. Jeez, I mean, he even when it's a hard one. He's another one I put, and I don't mean to be harsh. He's another one that I talk about in that probably is in my bottom six or eight players in the team. And if we can push him out and bring in someone that's a really good player, then that makes the team better. Even as a forward, he wasn't he wasn't awesome. He, he had a good run at the start of. Yep, he was a great lead up marking forward, but and then, since then, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I scored him right. a um, a seven. Ooh, I gave him a five. I gave him a couple extra points probably because I felt that he was playing out of position and, and you know, I gave that some credit. But, nice. yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. All right, we are going to skip past Michael Hurley. He didn't play a game this season, so there's no oh, point there. Yeah, yeah I hope he comes back. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to talk about him. We'll go to number 19. I'm not going to make the joke about David Hill. Medium defender Nick Hind. Um, you did. I did, yeah. See how I got that in there without actually getting um, that in there? He played 22 games. 23, what are they nice? But he went to a friggin' old Tono shopping centre. Freaking who needs to go to the supermarket, seriously? Yeah, mate. 
Come on. Um, Averaged 22.4 disposals, which for his position is above average. Uh, 5.2 marks, which for his bloke, his height ain't bad, and he's above average. Couple of tackles and 435.1 metres gained, which is above average. Um, Talk about your money ball. Essentially, Sard out, hind in... Output probably stayed about the same, and we're paying this guy a hell of a lot less than what I imagine we were playing paying. Dickhead. And, I mean, and you might also say that you've probably brought a better clubman in. Yeah, and very well liked, and obviously mm. happy to play his role, which yep. Saad clearly wasn't. That's yep. why he left. Um, bloody handy little player, and I love Nick Hind because I remember watching him in I think maybe twenty eighteen final series for the VFL. Oh yeah, that run. And he won us a game running down the guts in the last yep. quarter. Yep. And I think he actually kicked it to Lav. Could be wrong there. Yeah, he did. I um, he did. Yeah. Or Stewart. Maybe Jimmy Stew, one of them. Yeah, one of them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I mean, that was a time when we our AFL team wasn't playing finals, so of course yeah, so we jump on the VFL, VFL boys. <laughs> um, and that was epic. I was. Jumping around the living room like I was watching the AFL side. Um, yep. But symbolic of what he is, he runs and runs and runs and runs. And he's quick. He's got good acceleration. Falls over. Good skills. The legs go a bit too quick for the rest of him and he falls. But um, the lovely goal against Hawthorne. That one on the run. It's one of my highlights of the year, that goal. Mm. Um, again, all in all, a great, what great we're draft pick from Essendon. To bring in a guy for nothing off a, from a club that was playing him out of position and put him back into the right spot and yep. find yourself a best 22 player. Yeah, and there's no arguing that he's in that best 22. Best 22 by a long way. He will be our small forward. That running, that role, that's running half back, kind of locked down, but he doesn't have to lock, lock down, but, you know, can do that if really required. Um, great player. Rating, please. Seven. I gave him an eight. Yeah. I, I, I can't half on enough about the fact we're not paying him a lot and he's just a great role player for us. Yep. I'd like to see him slip over less. Yeah, well, if your feet move... And not go to supermarkets. Yeah, don't go to freaking supermarkets. Jesus. He lost a point for me for going to the supermarket. That's fair enough. Look, if Ridley can lose points for not smiling. Uh, Ridley loses points for not smiling. He loses, should have lost two points for going to that damn supermarket. Yeah, I mean, what was he going to get? Soap? I think, he, I think he was going to get a roast chalk. <laughs> Actually, came oh. out. man's got to eat, and I mean barbecue chooks from Woolies. And they, have, they live in Melbourne. You do that Uber Eats everywhere. Yeah, look, I, look, in the country we it don't happened. have that. Shit. He's learnt. Hopefully, come next footy season, if everyone's vaccinated, I got mine today. In case you're wondering, um, get your jabs, and we'll all be able to go to the football. And if Nick Hine wants to go to the bloody supermarket, he can go to the bloody supermarket. All right, twenty. Peter Wright. I don't know any past players. Twenty off the top of my head. Apparently, he's over two meters. So we're safe here. Um, split system. Um, please embrace that nickname. I think it's great. <clears throat> no absolute, people. absolute steal from the Gold Coast who are still paying part of his um, <laughs> wage. wage. Hilarious, Interestingly, AFL Stats has him as a ruckman, which is what? the biggest oh, travesty oh my God. In, in history. So again, I'm not going to talk about his stats because it's just garbage. Um I think the biggest thing is he played 21 games for the year and he kicked 28? 29 no, goals, no. which he has only done once before when he kicked 31 in 2017. And um, look, from he has game. filled the role beautifully of Ruckman slash tall forward. 
Yeah, and I think his backup ruck ability is what's, is what's made him a really useful player. I'm a little bit more critical, other than the fact he kicked a seven against the Dogs, which I'll take to my grave as one of the greatest performances I've watched. He didn't kick a lot the, of goal. Like, well, I, I reckon the problem with that seven was that how good that was. But the fact that after that, I don't reckon he kicked a goal. No, he kicked three against Collingwood. Oh, yeah, okay. Three and a half time. Um, no, 20, he kicked four against Collingwood. Four, yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. I thought it was on for eight. Seven, again. zero, four, zero. I would have loved seven, two, three, two. You know, something like that. That's what we need to see from him. Yeah. Um, and again, like you, you take that one game off, which I know you probably can't do when you're talking about stats, but then that leaves 22 goals in 20 games, which is a little yeah. bit less. Which is not great. Impressive. But I but love again, I love the man. I love that game. And the fact he kicked seven straight for me is the biggest thing there because oh, it's accurate it's... kicking. And we've been crying out for a forward that can kick straight. No, we don't want to mention the player that who can't kick, who used to play for us. No, let's. He went to Brisbane, still hasn't won a final. Oh, God, and... no. <laughs> I did watch when he was playing on the weekend, how he had a set shot from a, a bit of an angle and it just sprayed across the front. And remind me how much they lost by? Uh, one point. One point. Mm, interesting, that. All I had to do was put it somewhere around the sticks. And I'm like, yep, still can't kick him, buddy. We've got Peter Ryan. At least he would have put it. He would have hit a post, at least. It says a bit that... Sorry, we're digressing here. Brisbane losing Eric Hipwood was a big deal. Yep. And they've got exactly. Joe. Seriously. Well, uh, and which is something we need to think about. Like, we will... We'll, and I don't want to have a go at Peter Wright here, but I don't think Peter Wright's at the level of Joe Danaher, and we don't have another, like a hip word, hip worth. We hope Jones Hipwood. could probably, hip would. We hope Jones can turn into someone as good as that, but who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah, yeah, Jones is an unknown. For me, Pete got a six, and that's harsh. I, I gave wanna... him a six too, buddy, so... I think when it comes down to it, he only kicked 21 goals besides the game where he kicked seven. I, that, on reflection, I might have bumped that up to a seven purely for the backup ruck work. But it, he, kicked, great, but, hmm. he did kick, kick critical goals. I remember a goal against Collingwood he kicked from the boundary, set shot, delicious goal, if I say so myself. Um, no, don't ever do that again. The biggest, the biggest positive with him is the accuracy of the set shots. Yep. and the backup ruck. So he kicked six might be hard, but 14. he's probably yeah, 50% sort of probably got a bit of improvement there. Yeah. All right. Crack on. I just would like to see a bit more consistency is probably yeah. the thing. Yeah. Say, yeah. He, he can in and out of games. Crack on. Yep. Number 21. Skipper. Good on you guys. Dyson Heppel. Love the dice. Considered a medium defender. 29 years of age. Played 19 games this year, which is pretty impressive. Especially his, when he um, broke injury, both hands and, and his him. injury history. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, he's considered in that position of medium defender, elite for disposals with 24.7, elite for marks at 6.9, above average for tackles 2.5, and above average for metres gained, which is a bit of an overrated stat for defenders. Um, and just to put that in perspective too, he was third in our average possession um, disposal for the year. Yeah. He's he's perfect on that halfback flank. He's just the guy, reliable. Him and the Ridley prone, and the Laverde. Prone the to some are, yep. shit moments of disposal, but that's okay. Hey ho, we. He's the guy that it. goes back with the flight. He's the yep. guy that puts his body on the line. On the line. He's the guy that tells them 
fucking lift boys, you know. He's the guy that makes some good speeches after games against yep. Sydney. So he can occasionally butcher a ball. That's okay. Yeah. But everything else is elite, so I'm fine. And his best game of the year in terms of disposals came on Anzac Day and tackles, which is a good time to yep. do that. And marks. Great time to do that, Dice. Yep. Right. So, no. Uh, I gave him an eight. Same. Um, I, I mean, if again, probably being consistent, a nine, because we got what we expected from him. Eight might be a bit harsh. But... I was really happy with the role change. Yeah. That from now, from here to the end of his career, that is his That's now him. his role. Yeah. Yeah, and he's it and he's bloody good at it. Prolong his career, and you know, with as I said, him and Ridley Laverde. If you can get just that other gun tall down there, and with Hind. You've got a really strong building of a back six. Yep, absolutely. Hmm. All right, we're going to skip past having Mosquito because he didn't play did a game. Play again, and we don't assume we'll play. We again. don't assume he'll play again. No. So that takes us to number twenty-three, Harry, Harry Jones. Um, considered a key can, forward. Finally, they fell off that one right. Um, uh, the only stat I'm going to read out here: he played sixteen games. Goal accuracy, 64.5%, which is considered elite. Mm. Um, we did touch on it a little bit earlier. Kicked three points in that game against Hawthorne and was unfairly slated for that because merely lost by the point. From that point onwards, he kicked 20 goals, three. Wow. Now... Obviously, we were just talking about Joe, where as a big forward like that, the people, the little, mm. the little whatever on your shoulder gets louder and louder and louder, mm-hmm. and you crumble, and that's somewhat understandable. Jones kicks three points, but and he then shut the little man down. Kicks twenty of the next twenty-three shots he has. I mean, he might have had a few Phenomenal. drop shot or whatever, but yeah, yeah. probably somewhere down the bounds on the full, but that don't count. At twenty years of age, I think that's a really great yep. thing to say, like. Get him fit firing. To become Mr. Reliable. Yep. I mean, with him and Peter Wright, set shots now aren't an issue. No. I did laugh. I think it was against Collingwood. Pete put one out on the full. Pete, my best mates now. Wright put one out on the (laughs) full. A bit of a giggle at that. But, um... Kicked... I mean... Hasn't had, didn't kick a bag. I guess would be somewhere something to look at to see him actually break through and kick five or six. He's still he's seventy eight kilos. He's still got probably but another. He did have a game against I think it was against Hawthorne down in Tassie yep. where he marked yeah. bloody everything. everything yep. And you put ten twelve kilos on him and he's a gun centre half forward. Yeah. Rating please. Seven. I gave him an eight. I think yeah, he exceeded right. expectations because it was his first year. He. Again, 20 goals, three. I, I can't harp on enough yep. how much I love accurate kicking for goal. Love it too. Yeah. Um, all right. Love you, Hazard. 24. Nick Brand. Now, this will be very brief because he only played one game. Um, 203 centimetre ruckman. The one game he played was a loss against Carlton. Had 18 hit outs. Um, and... The the thing I can say honestly that stood out to me and I can still recall was his field kicking was quite good. I'll go a bit further and say he's um he, he's um possession and skill below the knees and uh, was was elite for me. Yeah. 
we've had little chats without recording it um, about him and the potential of him as a forward. Yeah. If he's able to play in the same team as Draper and what that might look like. But Well, my thought's always been, and this is not a knock on Peter Wright, as, as we talked about, he's awesome. But he's the guy I'd be looking at because I, I don't, I, I worry about why he might stay at the club in a year or two. Because if he's just a ruckman, he, he's not getting the game in front of Draper. I no. think this kid, I've watched him play in BFL and I've watched him play that one game. He's got some real talent, some super talent. He could go to another club and be their number one ruckman, like really. And I hope that we can find a way. To, I can't see a problem with a 203 centimetre. You know, a, a Melbourne do it with um, Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Rising star Jackson. Yep. Uh, Collingwood have tried to do it with um, Cox and the other guy. Um, Grundy. No, well, Grundy, not the Grundy. The other guy they play too is Cameron. Cox. Yeah, Cameron. So uh, I, I really think this guy could be, and I guess the Bulldogs are trying to do it with English in that they're saying that English they think is more of a forward but who can go on the ruck. They just can't find another ruckman to play well, in the ruck role. Yeah, I think he's really interesting because for for one thing, it's hard to get a grip on one game. Mm-hmm. Two, if we, we quite like what we saw, and if other clubs are looking at that, going, "Geez, this kid could, at nineteen, this kid could be a bloody good ruckman." Yep, he is a guy that you could lure away because you, he's not going to get a game ahead of Draper at the moment as a ruckman. Yeah. Only injury is so, going to really save him there. And I mean, the dogs are a prime obvious candidate there because they haven't got a player Ruckman. Same at Geelong. Well, they've got Martin, who's... Yeah, but only he's 108 years old. Yeah, yeah they're, they're hoping to get this year out of him to push for a finals, maybe next year as well. Yep. But that would have been... Yep. Uh, look, I gave Brian a seven. I think uh, like he was fine. I got no drama. I gave him an eight because I think he is a super, super player. I really, really super. rate this kid. Okay. Super. Super. All right, crack on. We'll hopefully see a bit more of him next year, but then at the same time, hopefully not, if it means straight. Number up. 25, the jumper man. Yes, the jumper. No one knows what that means. Sammy uh, and I both got the signed jumpers for last year's, you know, how all us members, all the members got a signed player. Sammy and I both went with Jakey Stringer. I and I must say, I only went Stringer because I thought Joe was leaving. So yeah, and it was that was a good call. Uh, midfielder forward, his role, uh, champion data had him as the best player in the competition from the bye onwards. 16 disposals, 4.4 clearances, which is elite. Um, four tackles, which is above average, which is always nice to see a bloke getting down and dirty with the tackles. And 41 goals, 18. So again, wow. another one quite accurate. But I dare say a lot of his are uh, general play, not not so much the set. Still, 41 goals. Yes, very good. For a midfielder slash forward, that's a good year. Very good, Jake. Um, would have liked to see him do a bit more in the final, but I can't take away from a bloody awesome season. Awesome. Uh, I don't think you can... He, again, the Parish, the Merits, the other guys, he was our best player for the year. He's in that top five best players. He'll be in the best and first count. He was close to getting an All-Australian. Should have got an All-Australian. Yeah, could have got an All-Australian. I gave him a nine because... I gave him a nine because we had a bit of a He missed start. a bit of footy. Yeah, he had a slow he, start at the yeah, start. Yeah, slow start of the footy, missed a bit of footy. So it's hard um, to give someone 10. But I, lo- I love what he does he for the crowd. His celebrations. He, yeah. He's up and about. He's pumped. Yep. I love that. You need that at a club. Yep. Um, 
26. Number 26. Kale. Good Kale. As Tom Bell Chambers used to say. Hooker. Obviously not going around again. 32 years of age. Um, picked 30, 33 goals for the year. Um, I've split his rating up into two halves mm. of the year. So I guess I'll talk about two halves of the year. To the bye. Bloody brilliant. I reckon he kicked about 30 goals in the first mm. 11 weeks. Um, and would have been our best sort of eight or ten players that yep. knows for, to the bye. Kicked five against Carlton, had a couple of bags of three and four. And was marking the footy, was kicking the goals. And then after the bye, I don't know what happened. If it was just at 32, the body started to give him some grief or whatever. But he, we have a, a shared mate that calls him the Queen Mary. Mm. Um because he moves a bit like... He does turn like one. Cruise ship. Um, but I don't I don't really want to talk too much about Kale. Clubman, 10 out of 10. Servant to the club, all that. Brilliant, great. He had a crap into the year. He got dropped and he didn't come back. And that's just what happens in footy. I gave him an 8 for the first half of the year and I gave him a 3 for the second half of the year. So we'll average that out to a... 5.5. I gave him a five, um, and that's purely because, like, I agree with you that he was very, very good in the first half, but, you know, he was off the pace in the second half, and to be dropped, I think, says about where he was at, so... But will be remembered as a very, very good oh, player and a very good Yeah, this is not about... This is just we're just valuing, uh, we're, we're rating... We're talking for you, not the person. Yeah, great bloke, great clubman. We yeah. love him at the Essendon, always welcome, great man. Yeah. Not everyone gets a fair tail finished no, ball, and, and this is a prime example. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on. This is going to be one of the more controversial ones, I feel. 27, uh, Mason Red Dog Redman. Now, look, I was actually critical on him before I read his stats, so let's go through that. Medium defender, he is considered as... 187, yeah, fair enough. Um, 17.6 disposals, 4.6 marks, two tackles. Um... Sorry, I have to go to two places for the stats, so bear it's with right. me while I do that. Six goals, which ain't bad off the half-back line, I guess. Um, and I talked about tackles. So... 339 metres game, which is above average. It is above average. I don't I don't really like the... Ah, oh, look, it's the stat. Yeah. I agree. Um, I thought he was good. There were moments especially later in the year where I went, what the hell are you doing? But for the most part, I think he was really quite solid. Um, played good games, got plenty of the ball, had a 30 disposal game, I believe, at the end there. Yeah, against Gold Coast, the 30-touch game. Um, he had some games where he was elite. He was unreal. He ran them, carried the ball. He got down the other end, kicked goals. Really, really good. And then he had some goal games where he just was shit. Yeah. Packed his dacks, didn't touch the ball, Stumbled. got just embarrassed by whoever he was playing on, wasn't anywhere near the guy he was meant to be playing on. I don't know if I like him as a defender, is my problem with him. I don't know. I think I think for me there's enough good that that he's round one next year, he's in that starting back six. Whether that yeah, yeah, is I, I, a position that maybe we get that someone else comes in and can take his spot, absolutely. Well, and anyone can take anyone's spot. No one's mm. 
I mean, Darcy Parish and Zach Merritt might be, but um, he's in the worst of the, the defenders for me. Him and um, Stewart, and probably are battling it out with if Francis was to be back there. But we can't really comment on Francis as a defender because yeah, yeah. he hasn't been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rating for Redmond, please. I gave him a six. Okay, I mean, he's very serviceable, but geez, oh, he frustrates the living shit through me. I gave him a seven. I think the good outweighed the bad, but yeah, I think there's a bit to improve on there. He's only 24, so he's he yeah, should improve. Good point. He's got improvement. I'd, I'd like to see improvement. Um, he lost a point for me because he looks like BJ. No, I like BJ. He gained a point because he looks like BJ. I like Goddard. All right, number 28, Ned Kyle. Cahill, let's be honest. Um... Medium defender, for some reason, he's considered as. Played three games, BFL, seven disposals, average um, mark, a tackle, uh, pretty uninspiring stats. I, again, it's not about the person, it's about the footballer. I don't like him. I don't see upside. I don't see anything there that... I just don't see a good footballer. Nope, you can look at a kid and go, yeah, he's got something in him. I don't see that. He played three games. He had 22 touches and kicked, kicked one goal. Total, that is. not Total. Yeah, total. Total. total don't talk yeah, shit about total. total. If you get that probably reference, yeah. you're probably 25. I he To me, he's not talented. He's not quick. He's not smart. He's Hasn't got great goal sense. He's small. He's, yeah. I gave him a two. Ball, he's light and doesn't know what he's doing. He's my other two. He's my one. I, I see nothing there. And look, again, it's about it, the football, not the person. Yep. I'm happy to see yep. him improve yep. if he does. Chance. I'm sure he's a wonderful bloke. I don't know him. But, um, but he, as a footballer, he's not yeah, up I to, see nothing. He's not up to standard for me. I see nothing. I know nothing. Love to see him prove me wrong. Same. I'd love to see every. I'd love to see Dylan Shield, every one of them, prove me wrong. And number 29, Patrick Ambrose. Loved Emberos. player, but... Loved player will always be loved and adored for burying Brad Hill in the turf. <laughs> ah, love it. At the MCG. There's still a hot divot there, I'm sure. There is still a hole. I'm pretty sure Brad might still be there. Um, Look, only played the one game this year, which was against the Tigers. Um, I, we can't really talk about him. He was... A useful player at the club. He's not going to be at the club next year. I gave him a five. Smack bang in the middle. What do you say? I gave him a two. Yeah, again. One game. What do you do? He played one game and, look, he wasn't very good. Uh, they tried to use him as a forward in the VFL. I guess they were just trying to find a different role for him because there was no roles down a half back because we had we have so yeah, many of those guys. Yeah. We have a lot of 190-odd centimetre defenders, like, you know. And he's not the first pick, obviously, you know, we've gone through the guys that are ahead of him. So, yeah, he, it's. It, I love the bloke. I love the way he played. He was hard on track. He was trained well, but yeah. really need to stop hitting my microphone. Yeah, do do? I don't think we can talk too much about him. Back on uh, the hyphenator, Zerk Thatcher. He, <laughs> yeah, key defender. Six games played, ten disposals, three spoils. Um, two tackles as good as, and really became Mr. Depth. Yep. If Stuart, Laverde, or Ridley went out, 
BZT come in. He's 195, so he's kind of in the middle of all of those guys. Four centimetres yep. down on Stewart isn't the end of the world. I, I mean, it kind of has turned into the depth, and I think he's perfectly reasonable as a depth player. He's still only 23, and at that height, they will improve yep. still. Well, he had like moments of, ago. I don't, like, I'm like, oh my God, that was so bad. What the hell? Mm. But... A few years ago, we watched him in the VFL, and we thought, "Geez, this kid's not too bad." Yeah, massive rap. Yeah, yeah, like we, he's pretty good. Yeah, he'll, he, but he, he, he might be. I'm just saying, might, might be the sort of guy that can't get that level up to the AFL and take that to the next level. But also, if he can take what he was doing in the VFL to the AFL and play that sort of, then yeah, he's going to be a good player. But at the moment, we haven't seen that transition. No, and as I said, being 23, he's got plenty of time and plenty of room to improve. Plenty of time. Um, He's good. He can spoil. He can he can kick the ball. But he just had moments of panic. Or I'm not yep. sure what, but yep. he had moments where I went, oh, God, you're not yep. very but good. There was a couple but... of times where he just panicked and made bad decisions. Yep. Don't like to see that as defenders. Yep. I gave him a six. He was fine for depth. No dramas, but I gave him a plenty, plenty of improvement there yep. for me. All right, number 30. Have a look at the eyes on the next guy. Yeah, number 31, Zach Reed. Um, he's got mesmerizing, would you say? Stunning eyes. eyeballs in the photo if you want to go to the Essendon website and have a look. Um, I can't actually look at it because it's putting me off. Um, key defender, 202 centimeters. Only played the one game, so gets a bit difficult to talk about. Um, Hard to give him much, yeah. That game was against Brisbane in round five. So, again, one game and it was also our, one of our worst games. Yep. He had ten disposals, um, a couple of spoils, you know, whatever. I five think tackles. It's, it's hard to say anything else. He looks good. He's a first-year player. There's high hopes on him to Big come raps. in and be that key defender that we need. Let's just that. get a full preseason into him and see where yep. are we next year. Yep. I gave him six. I'm going to give him a seven for those eyeballs, though. I gave him a four. Four? Harsh. Yeah, he played one game. I'm yeah, sorry. but you, you can just rate him on that game. You don't just. Yeah, he had ten touches. You don't like my scoring system. That's fine. Blech. Josh Air hasn't played. Um, 33, no, Braden Ham. We're getting there. Hour and 45. We'll be done by two hours. Let's go. So this is a long poo for some people. Yeah. A very long poo. God. Nah, 33. Braden Ham. Uh, midfielder forward, 22 years of age. Played 19 games this year. Uh, averaged 12 disposals. And not a lot else you can say about his stats. Um, I like him. He just... He'll do something really great, immediately followed by something really dumb. And I, I liken that to a couple of times where he was running towards goal and he sidestepped or he did something brilliant, handball, 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 got it back, oh, and then fudded the shot from 10 metres out. Mm. I don't know what fudded is. I wanted to swear, but... It's the right word, though. Um, kicked five goals, oh. 10 for the year. I mean, if you're getting 15 shots and you're missing 10 of them, that's pretty bad. I think, too, the interesting thing, like, I, 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 I'll jump ahead. I've given a score of five and I'm trying to work out why and I don't want it to be biased. But when I look at like his, you know, disposals below average, kicks below average, 
Campbell's average, Mark's average, tackles below average, you know, total clearances below average. And his position is midfield or forward, so that's accurate. It's not like yeah. they've misaligned his position. They've not put him in the ruck. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I see with him. I said, look, you seem to be a guy who's given a bit of opportunity. He played 19 games. Mm. Now, a few of them were sub games, so, well, medical subs. Yeah. So he probably didn't come on to a lot of them. But I just don't see. So I guess there's a grain of salt with those below averages. Yeah. He's certainly not jumping to elite if he did play full games. No, he's just not. He's but, just too small. The problem I have with him, the 77 kilos. He's quick, but he needs to be maybe either 188. and. Look, if he plays know. those games and kicks 12 goals three, yep. I'm happy. Player. And I can remember two times, once against Melbourne, once against North maybe, running in. And he was literally 12 metres out straight in front running towards goal and shanked it. It's like, bro. Yeah. He just doesn't seem to be. Got to be better than that. I gave him a six. I think. I gave him a five. Given the games he played, he did have some good games, but he yep. has plenty to improve. He on. is depth for me. Absolutely. There's a couple yep. of guys in that. Yep. Uh, in that category. Now, I'm 34. Andrew Phillips, Phillips, otherwise known as Aaron Francis 2.0. Um, yep. Unfortunately, they did play a game together this year, which kind of ruins that whole theory that they're the same player. Um. Ruck, obviously. Average 10 disposals, which is considered average from six games. Hitouts to advantage. He was actually above average with 7.2. And average 20 and a half hitouts per game, which is considered average. I wanted to say I recall him playing a very good game on Anzac Day. Yep, when he was he brought in to play against Grundy. Against Grundy. And he was brought in to play against Mumford and the Giants and played very well against them. Yep. Um, and I feel kind of sorry for him because he's he, he's obviously knows he's the second ruckman, or possibly third. Possibly I don't know. Third, yeah, depending yeah. on the opponent. Yep. Um, and I think he does a great job. He he battles hard. He's can kick a know, goal. Can kick a goal. Can take a mark. He could probably be at another club, the right club, and be the number one ruck. Like Gold Coast, he could be their number one ruckman without a worry. Well, without Jared Wits, but with Jared Wits, absolutely yeah. not. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, Wits is a fan um, ruckman. He could probably go to Geelong. He could definitely go to Geelong. Yeah. He is 30. Anyway, um, yeah. He he knows he's... He, I think he got a contract for next year, and I assume that's, you know... It'd be him done. If yeah. he was to leave, it'd be a fourth club. Um, I think I think every club he's probably gone to, he's just been number two. Yep. But that's not to say he's not a valuable, useful player. No, and for a- those games when we had Grundy and we had um, Mumford, up against, he was very good and crucial in those games. Great. Um, Score? Game of seven, actually. Game of six? I think. That's very similar. I, I, seven is my, my can't complain. Yeah, no. It's, well, six to me, I, 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 I think he's a pass. Yep. All right. Moving on, we have number 35, who still has the bleach blonde hair, Justin Bieber look going on here. Mm. Matt Guelphy. Considered, games. considered a midfielder, which is, again, not probably overly accurate. It's 24 years of age, averaged just below 12 touches a game, just below three tackles, about a clearance a game, um, and kicked six goals four. Kicked a couple of goals later in the season, which was good. He yeah. did play a couple of good games towards the end the of the season. He came off the bench, wasn't it? He did come yeah. off, off as a sub against GWS and just about won us the game and then got a game the next week because of that and was a bit shit. Was, was really shit, yeah. if I recall. 
um, he's another one of those guys for me that just falls into that probably should be depth category. Yep. If we're going to be a good side, he he might be the depth player. Yep. Every club needs him, and that's fine. Um, he did play a couple of good games late, but I can't remember who you said it about. If he's replaced by a better player, we're a better side. Yeah, he's Which... in that bottom six, eight sort of list of players for me. He's yeah. the one that comes in to cover someone if we need to, but he shouldn't be in our best 22. Yep. I gave him a six, bit below that. No complaints. I got some complaints, but he was reasonable. Also gave him a six. Yeah. All right. Crack on. 30, 30, 30, 36. Didn't play Lockie Johnson. 37. Dylan Clark. He's actually considered a midfielder forward. I don't know where they get these positions from. 15 disposals. Um, a couple... Although he did go forward a bit, to be honest. Yeah, did. I think about it. Anyway, total clearances, 2.3. I'm guessing that's average. Um, sorry, average 2.3 clearances. Average of 4.3 marks, which... I've got to say surprising, but he's 188 centimetres. I thought he was probably about 180, to be honest. He plays short. He does play short. (laughs) You're right. Jesus. Uh, Give it a couple of goals. Now, I hated him in his first game back. He, I can't remember who it was against. I apologise. Anyway. Maybe it was against Sydney. He did not look like he belonged on that field with AFL footballers. Yes, I do remember the game. I reckon his first couple were the same. Well, from about half-time in that game, he settled into that game well. And then since then, he was reasonable. And again, falls into that category of probably needs to be depth. Yep. Um, his kicking's dreadful. Yes, And he definitely very needs bad. to get some, some lessons there. But I have no problem with him being on the list, but I probably have a problem if he's in our best 22. Agree. I gave him a six. Same. I gave a lot of those guys that I think are on the edge about a six because they're good enough to be around the mark, but they're not that they're either got to improve their ability to be in the best twenty two or you know, then they're not they're that bottom as I talked about, bottom sort of six players. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna we're gonna skip past a few there as well now because they didn't play. And we will talk about number forty, uh, Will Snelling as Nathan steps out to take care of business. Um, you don't have to. <laughs> Sorry, it's the second time. Um, Will Snelling, medium forward, 24 years of age, uh, averages, so, sorry, played 20 games for the year, averages 17.7 disposals, which is considered elite, five tackles a game, which is considered elite, and half a goal, which is actually considered below average. But he didn't really spend a lot of time in the forward 50 for memory. Um, did kick 12 goals, though, all the same. <clears throat> I want to highlight one here that I haven't highlighted all night, and that is that he has 21 frees for and 9 frees against, which is That's a nice little one that he, get, he gets more, a lot more free kicks than what he gives away. I love Will Snelling. I think he's the kind of guy every football, every good football club, your premiership-winning football clubs have a guy like this. He's minimal fuss. He is so consistent. He plays his role. He tackles hard. He kicks the goals when he gets the chance. Let me just check how many points he kicked. 12 goals, 7. Well, it's not brilliant, but it's not bad. It's not horrible. I don't have a problem with 12 goals, 7 for a guy playing his role. I I just love him in that side. 17 disposals a game and 12 goals in a year. That's, you know, it's fine. Yep. 
I can't I can't speak more highly of a guy that isn't in a star player, but mm. he's just a solid contributor. What did you yeah, give him as a rating, please? Well, I think I think uh, I think the reason first. why I gave him an eight because it's the two things in the fact that he's elite in in the in the tackles, which I love a guy that tackles. I yep. love a guy that plays his role. And look, he's nearly getting 18, 20 touches a game, kicking about half a goal game. So that's fine. That's that um, that's a role that if you do that for several years, you win premierships. You win up the year. I gave him a ten. Oh wow. I don't see... I gave him an eight, so... For being a mid-season draft player... Yeah, that's true. I don't see how he could be any better for the football club. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair point, fair point. He's just And this is the difference thing. between him and the Clark and the, the yep. Guelphies and those other guys we mentioned, is that I don't see them doing these things that he's doing. And, you know, he's... I guess he looks a bit more talented too in the way he kicked, like his disposal was... is a bit... Yeah, and there was a couple of goals he he's kicked throughout the year where he's gotten the ball, sidestepped, taken a step, moved, whatever, and then snapped it, kicked it, whatever, and it's been a yep. goal. He's got a bit of awareness, yep. which I like as well, but so I'm right. with you. The guys that tackle and tackle and tackle and tackle and tackle. I love them. Yep. They'll go to war for you. Yeah, so, yeah, 10 right. for me. 10 for me. I don't think he could be doing any more for the football club than what yep. he's doing. I agree. Uh, Great. Gonna... Again. Great draft. If you think of, if you go through these players that we've got, like the cheap, the Hines, the Wrights, him, and the guy the next one we're going to talk about, Durham. Durham. Yep. Durham. Like we've picked up some very good quality players for bugger all. Yep. Uh, Segway number forty-two. Uh, thankfully not Adam Sard. Sam Durham. <clears throat> Considered a midfielder, is a wingman. I think out and out wingman. I don't think there's much I argument. I thought he played off him. the half-back flank when he was at Richmond before he came to us, but anyway. He was on the wing for us. Yeah. Um, 20 years old, seven games for the year, 14 disposals. Absolute kid. Um, 1.4 clearances. Did miss goal from the set shot 12 metres out, but we'll forgive <laughs> him for that. Game, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he kicked a goal in those games as well. Look, I got no problems with him. I got no qualms. I don't, think there was many moments when I went, oh, Jesus, what was that? Or there wasn't many moments when I went, holy shit, that was amazing. I gave him a seven. Perfectly serviceable. I gave him an eight, and I would say that I... See, I prefer him over Redmond. Would be... Like, if I... I don't think he's a wingman. I think we should be finding better quality wingmen. Like, if Langford's fit, you know, if McGrath could play that role... And he could then be at 185 centimetres, you know, and the way he plays the game, he's hard as a he's very cat's hard. head. Hard as a cat's head. Tucks himself in, goes into for the ball. Could be that sort of really lockdown defender kind of role, but also, you know, get up the ground and be aggressive and attacking. He could be a great halfback flanker for me. And at 20, plenty, plenty yeah, of time 20, to work 20, that yeah, out. Exactly. Plenty of room for improvement. Plenty, plenty, yep. plenty. So I gave him a seven. Sorry, we talked about that, didn't we? You gave him an eight. Yeah, yeah, I gave him an eight. Good eight. Crack on. Second last one. We're getting there. Woo! Number 43, fan favourite, Anthony McDonald Tepanwuti. Who else? Knows how to play for Who else? Medium forward, fair enough. I'd say small forward at 171 centimetres. But yeah, that's not Hey-ho, that's just me. Yeah. 20 matches played, 10 disposals on average, averaged 2.8 tackles, which is above average, 1.7 goals, which is above average, and either impressive or not, depending on how you look at it. Most of those came in the first half of the season. 
Um, we've talked about Walla a bit on the pod already. Um, again, we're talking about the football player here, not the person. We hope he's sort of getting to a place where he wants to be, needs to be with the off-field stuff. But, geez, he was poor second half of the year. Mm. Um, again, he looked like he was injured or something. The body wasn't wasn't working the way. He'd lost uh, towards those last few games. He wasn't tackling or chasing like we thought he could. Um, And that's really his bread and butter. If he's not doing that, he's... Well, that's yeah, game. yeah, and thirty-four goals for the year. I twenty-eight, awesome. twenty-seven of them came pre-buy, a bit like Hooker. Yeah. I mean, if he could play a full year at that rate, like oh, yeah. kick forty goals, that's what we want from him. That's what we need. Well, yeah, he could kick forty to fifty quite. Yeah, I'd be happy with forty. Like, and look, 40 the knock, the, there's a bit of knock on Waller for consistency throughout. It's not a new thing this year. It's just this year he really did drop off, mm. which, you know, and then he went out of the side for personal reasons. So maybe you, you just don't know what's going on in these guys' lives. No. So nope. Nope. we know what he's capable of. I gave him an eight in the first half of the year and a four in the second half. So we'll call that a six. I also gave him a six. I didn't do it the way you did it. I just gave him a six because I felt that, you know, for a lot of the year, he was really, really useful, but his last probably four or five games, he just dropped off. And to be dropped again, you know, I gave Hooker a five because he was dropped. And McDonald Timberley, I'm not sure if he was technically dropped, but I felt that if I think we like in that final game, the, the you know the in the actual the Bulldogs final yeah. game, if if he was fit or if there was a mental issue, then they didn't play him. That's fair enough. But if he was fit, he should have been in that team because he was one of those sort of style of players or the type of player we were probably lacking that yeah. harassing small forward in a wet game. We needed that. Yeah. And yeah. And I think with the difference with Hooker is we both probably realised there's more to this than just football. Whereas well, Hooksy well, Hook- just lost a bit of form. and Well, with Hooker, it's the end of his career. Yeah, and he's 32. He's got four years yeah, on one. Like he, yeah, whereas Waller is still in, you know, he's still not in the middle, but he's in the... He's 28, sunshine. not 32. Yeah. He's the sunshine period of his career. Like, he should be playing the best football he can play at 28. Anyway, moving on. All right, last one. Where we just hit two hours. So can not... I scoot quickly past the beautiful man that is? Oh, no, the next one is. Yeah, I was going to say, the one after is the beautiful man that is beautiful Tom Hurd. Yeah, We're not sorry. going to skip him. We'll talk about it. Alec him. Waterman doesn't have a picture on the Alec Waterman website. is a grey man. Um, Seriously? He's been there long enough. Oh, like COVID, they probably, you know, I don't know. Anyway, you, you see Kane Baldwin's photo? Kane Baldwin's been cut out of a, yeah. another photo. You can at least do that. I want to tell you, just quickly, I've seen some ripper ones about Lockie Neal in, in a Frio jumper. Do you even <laughs> need to do the Photoshop? Oh, like, that's what's funny. Like, here's what I've Photoshopped of Lockie Neal in a Frio just, jumper. Just go back and in. people have posted below it. You know he used to play he for used them. to play for Frio, yeah. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up every yeah, time I see it. Oh, it'll make me laugh. Sorry, Alec Waterman. Alec Waterman, medium forward, 25 years of age, played 14 games, averaged 10 disposals and 1.2 goals a game, which surprisingly is considered above average. Look, I remember, I think he debuted against St Kilda. He kicked a lovely goal from about he can kick a ball. 55 out, and it just... Minimal effort, lovely kicking action, lovely boot. Beautiful thumping um, quarter. I actually, I need to change my rating now. I'm looking at the stats a bit closer. 17, 17 goals, goals. That's quite okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
there were games where he looked a bit lost. There were games, I think the Gold Coast one, where you just had to wonder what his role actually was. Yep. Um, but again, probably in that depth, I think we're a better club if we can find an upgrade on what he brings. Obviously, yep. that's a redundant statement. But It's funny, I, I gave him a five. Same, um, but I probably need to bump yeah. that up. Well, and I, I get you're right. Seventeen goals from um, what um, fourteen games. Like that's yeah. he's done his job. Yeah. Two tackles a game. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm probably a bit harsh on him there. I, I guess my knock on him is a bit like you. I don't like where they're playing him. Like, is this deep forward? I'm very confused by that. Um, but then he's anyway. not really the the body, the build to be a midfielder or anything else. But I think we he, the, he, the way he was isolated. Player. In that forward line at times, you just got to be... But it's 88 kilos, 182 centimetres, so he's a chunky... He's got a bit chunky of monkey. Well, he's got he's got muscles. Yeah. Um, but at 182, to be the... I'm 185, for Christ's sake. To be the isolated yeah, forward... Short, yeah. yeah, I'm short in terms of footballers. I'm short, yeah. Mm. So to be the guy left as the single forward was bizarre. But I'll, I'll, I'll bump mine up to a six and a half. He's yeah, close to that six, seven mark. Yeah, I think... I give him a six, a bit like all those other guys we've talked about that I think are around that bottom group of players in our club that they they've done enough to be about you know getting the games I've got. But if they're the guys we rely on next year, we you know or next year in the years coming, we won't improve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now uh, the last thing I'm going to touch on here. Oh, that post did not oh, do very well. He's just touched on it. Um, I did put a post up on the page earlier asking for some fan input. Now, unfortunately, we've only had one comment. So, <laughs> look, we get in the talking. comments, please. We can keep talking. It's only been two hours. We like we like comments. We like interaction from you guys. I kind of just said, you know, what was your favourite favorite part of the year and, and what would you like us to talk about? Um, young Joe Charbine, apologies if I butchered that, has commented his favourite moment was beating the dogs. Um, riding every bump with the boys and couldn't believe how far we've come against the top team at the time who loved to bully us. We did talk about that in the preview. They they were prone to flog that us. Um, second was when we stormed back and hit the front against the Tigers, mm, uh, which one. was a great moment. Well done, Joe. Yep, thanks, Joe. Thank you for commenting. You're guaranteed to get on, I guess, with only you can win the T-shirt. Yeah, the T-shirt that we don't have. So you're not actually winning a T-shirt. One day we'll have a T-shirt. Nathan sure. really needs to stop making false promises to our... To fans. Joe. To Joe, Joe. I apologise for the false Joe, promise. Joe, look, you have a shit name, actually, because... Hey, 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 back it down. Joe's <laughs> a wonderful... Joe was my grandfather's name, I'll have you know, young man. Okay, okay, I'm just burning Lovely man, here. Joe Floyd. Wonderful man. Chuck a B in there, and you, you've got me. I'll give you a T-shirt. Named after names from the Bible. Oh, that's perfect. Job? Yeah, Job. Is that, is that biblical? Hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Don't drop you. Sorry. That's but right. no one's listening. We've been going for seven hours. I've got to go do the dishes. Two yet, hours mate. and six minutes. All right, we are going to wrap it up here. For the rest of the for the rest of the year, we might do one, depending how much there is to talk about, with trade period. But... I would like to do another one of... I would honestly like to do another one at some stage of a best 22 coming up. sort of. Or best yeah, well, that will probably cross over into next year when we know a bit more about drafts and that sort of well, stuff. Well, I'd like to do a best 22 and see where the weaknesses are and see where we, we should be target what we should be targeting, what players in the off-season we should be targeting personally. All right. If you want to hear that, like the video. 
get Say in the comments. Something. Let us know. Otherwise, we won't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we'll do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. Yeah, true. We love talking about the Don. All right. No final comments from you? I think we've said enough. We have probably said enough. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to us to see those little numbers go up every week, every time we do this. Um, I hope this wasn't too long. I hope you finally finished that poo. Um, you can reopen that spreadsheet. Get back to work, you slacker. Or that, the, the commute. <laughs> or back to you. Yeah, if you were commuting that whole time, I feel sorry for you. You've ended up in another state. Yes. Um, anyway, we, we really do appreciate everyone that takes their time to listen to our little opinions on footy. All right, go Dons. Go Dons!